that was a good weekend. Hail to tomorrow. It is draft week. It is. I guess Thursday. Woohoo! I'm excited. Thursday indeed. I am excited. Thursday indeed. Long week. Draft and it is here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another edition of the CYJ Podcast Free Draft Edition. Yanko, what's going on, my two good friends? I'm back. I'm back. DJ Yanko does it again. He is in the house. all right so as you guys can hear we're we're pretty pumped we're pretty psyched it is draft it's not even draft season anymore it's like it is upon us it is here you've got a bunch of 20 year olds about to be millionaires you've got people thinking putting shadow rumors out there saying that this team's going to take that this team's going to take this how much of it is the actual draft day like Devin Co- Kevin Costner's movie, how much of it is smoke and screens and mirrors? How much of it is real? Charlie, your Niners today Ooh, came out. God, in the press conference. How do you feel? Um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited in Kyle and in John. We trust. I've said it time and time again. I am not gonna bash the pick. I'm not excited about who they're gonna pick. But hey, if it gets us a ring, it gets us a ring. So what we paid is already behind us. There's no looking back. I'm excited. It's it's to me this Thursday is is like opening week. Honestly, it's like opening kickoff. It is for the NFL season. So Agreed. boom, baby, boom. I gosh. am a little upset with Las Vegas. Why? Why are we still hearing stuff about drafting a QB? Yeah, Why? I agree. Yeah, yeah. Why? The only way is if Trevor Lawrence falls to the 17th pick. That's not happening. Wait. Is so not even if not even like 17. if like uh what's his face? Mr. If, BYU falls to number 17, you would No, man, because I, I have my reasoning. I don't All have right. the, I I'm not picking uh <laughs> in the number 2 slot where many have uh, projected in the professional realm of mock drafts, but at I have my reasoning. But that's why we're doing our version, right? Absolutely. For our own reason. Absolutely. Are you you content with that, with Las Vegas right now? Yinko, if uh, I'm pretty sure you tuned in last week. Of course. That is why. That is exactly why I mentioned the Raiders have no sense of direction of where they're going. Now, part of it, of course, maybe media. Maybe Mayock is throwing some speculation out there. Maybe he's trying to brew something up. But again, a team that is convinced on the quarterback that they have is nonsense. All this crap that I hear that, oh, we're looking to evaluating every position and we're going to see blah, 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 blah. Shut the hell up, man. Really? <laughs> if you already said a quarterback, do you, do you have the Chiefs going to scout quarterbacks? Now, I'm not saying Mahomes is car before people start getting all crazy. But it's just to illustrate the point. When you're set on a position already that you think you already have solved, yep. you're not going to look to upgrade. You're already set. You're going to look at other positions. You're going to, you're wasting your time in thinking different scenarios. But as we all know, we're going to dive into this a little bit more and I'll let Charlie explain what we're going to do, but it's exciting. It's, Josh, it's exciting. I mean, yeah, Yanko, I know you want to open up, say something real quick before I go. So go this for it. is, this is our mock draft. 
again for the listeners we are opening up thursday we're going live it's not I, we still haven't decided if we're going to actually publish what's going to go on on thursday because of the length of how long it may go for the actual draft but hit us up let's get live let's get in let's get jiggy with it let's let's get some. Na, 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 na. And, and, and don't oh. forget don't forget the teaser that we threw out there last week guys if you're interested let us know you're more than welcome to come give us a, your your you point just to kick it. Heck yeah. yeah, I know uh, we got a Packers guy coming on already, so I forgot to let you guys know he's nice. already given us his. He wants to be on. He will be on. So I'm going to call excited. some friends directly that I know uh, like football. I'm going to have them come in and just you know let's just kick it. Even if it's Heck. just for your pick or t- talk yeah. trash about something else, we're going to keep it PG. We're going to keep it fun. We're going to keep it real, and we're going to watch everything live. And heck, this is. You get the beers, I get the pizza. Let's make it a fun football event for sure. Yes. All right, guys. So this is what's going to happen. I, we we totally went against everything we said in the last podcast. This is what we're going to actually do. We are going to have an actual mock draft at this precise moment. Josh has no idea who I'm picking. Yanko has no idea who, who I'm picking. We None of us know, basically. Oh, we know who Yanko's uh, picking. And we know who Yanko's picking, number one. We hope. Unless he pulls Williams. off of, unless he play, pulls off of Mike Williams. He got drafted in the first round for a reason. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, all right. Anyway. Um, so what's gonna happen, guys? There will be trades, and, and this is all happening at the moment. You will hear us actually negotiate as we go. We will also try to analyze the pick as we go. Uh, what we've done is we put a time limit from anywhere from two to two and a half minutes, give or take, getting close to the two-minute mark. So that we don't expand on this draft so much. If we do, uh, please bear with us and please accelerate for like an hour and ten minutes to the end of the show. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, and, and we're gonna skip skip a couple of our regular segments. There isn't gonna be any yes. butterfly effect. Correct. There isn't gonna be a Yanko yeet. And depending on how long we go on this, we're gonna try to gauge ourselves. Like Charlie said, we're going to maybe do a would you rather director's cut on regards to maybe a little bit of a more of a director's critique. Instead of a director's cut, we might have a couple of blunders here yep. and there uh, based on what's happened as of recent. There has been a couple of shifting uh, as of late, but it, this is completely a draft mock draft special. Hey, it's the draft. So it's the draft week. So it had to be a little bit different. Are you guys excited? Because I am super excited. I've genuinely never done an entire mock draft for the first round. This is fun. How about... We get going, guys. Let's do it. All right. So the 2021 NFL CYJ podcast mock draft 1.0 is now officially started. Only point oh. The Jacksonville Jaguars are now on the clock. Dun, dun, dun. Look, I'll, Captain Obvious. Urban yep. Meyer comes in. He get gets uh you know control, complete control of the reins in Jacksonville. They need a QB. We know he's out there. I've been preaching Goldilocks this whole time. I'm going Trevor Lawrence. I have the Jags. Trevor Lawrence is a Jacksonville Jaguar. All right. So I was going to get all cute and give a, a, a cool little get. I was going to introduce Director's that. cut. Man, well, all right, guys. So how about this? Yanko, uh, pretend you didn't say anything. You give me a second, yeah? All right, let's go. Well, the pick is in for the 2020 2021 that's another director's cut <laughs> 2021 Yinko. this is why it's the only point oh uh for the 2021 
First pick, Jacksonville Jaguars selects QB, Clemson University, Trevor Lawrence. That's, Shocker. That's an A-plus. Guys, that's, it's, it's once-in-a-lifetime a quarterback. We talked about it last week. Hell of a quarterback. Is there a bust potential? Any quarterback has bust potential, but this is exciting. I mean, I Jacksonville. Do. The New York Jets are now on the clock. Thank you. Thank you very much. While so the Jets go, I did want to bring something up from last week's into this week. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. This one's, this one's actually straight for you, Charlie. Did you know that even though Justin Herbert's been in the league only one year, Trevor Lawrence is being compared to Justin Herbert? Now, he, I know it, it goes completely against what I've preached, right? But it goes to speak to the – I, I acknowledge his, his good play, but Trevor Lawrence being compared to Justin Herbert. Bro, if if we've already talked about it, if Justin Herbert, I mean, if if Trevor Lawrence comes out and he plays exactly like Justin Herbert did last year, wow! I mean, and that's that's he's gonna be an amazing quarterback. It's that simple. Thanks. Justin Herbert's doing awesome. All right, so while the Jets are on the clock, Yanko, uh, I am hearing that the Denver Broncos are very interested in that number four pick with the Atlanta Falcons. What would it take to go up into number four? Josh, when you're ready, go ahead and type it in the chat button to to kind of let me know that the pick is in. So what would it take to get to number four? All right. So the Falcons, uh, I'm representing the Falcons. I'm uh, the Home Home Depot owner. I think his name nice. is Arthur Blank. Yes, sir. Oh, I think so, we got. So uh, so with that, uh, let me know. Think about it. We got let a me few, think about we it. Got, we got a few <laughs> seconds before we hit that. So the let's pick go ahead and get going. is in. So I know I'm going to upset a lot of people here. And the reason why I'm doing this is not because I want to throw a curveball. It's just how I feel. Okay. Okay. How I feel engaging this quarterback room. So I'm going to make it a little suspenseful. Okay. And okay. when I do a little suspenseful, you're going to see uh, dearest Charlie, because I'm going to share my screen. Okay. And um, that way you guys see who I picked with well, the, the number two overall well, pick. The listeners aren't going to see, but, you know. The New York Jets select what? Justin Fields. Okay. Oh, my God. Well, you just <laughs> Jesus. Okay. All right. So, Justin Fields. Um, and not Zach Wilson. And not Zach Wilson. That How many complete. draft boards have him up for? Uh, so, here's the thing. First of all, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Yanko disregard those offers from the Broncos. They are no longer interested. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> at least not for the asking price that was going to be asked. Um, wow. Okay. So, wow. okay. Why? This is only based out of me. Okay. This is wow. just me. Justin Fields has not played anybody in football. He plays in the Mountain West. Uh, yes. No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Justin Fields. I'm sorry. I'm talking about Zach Wilson. Sorry. Sorry. Correct. Sorry. So let me retract. Let me retract. Directors. The consensus pick. The People consensus leave something pick. for the director's cut. Come on now. <laughs> Everybody and their mom is picking Zach Wilson to the Jets. Do they have the reasons? Perhaps. Does he have raw talent? Perhaps. To me, in my eyes, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Zach Wilson are neck and neck. The only difference why I went Justin Fields 
It's because to me, out of those three quarterbacks, he's the most that is ready at that position, not named Trevor Lawrence. I'm not even including Mac Jones. And Zach Wilson is overtalked. He plays, he played on the Mountain West. In winning programs, he was 0 for 5, and his stats were ugly, atrocious. Now, it's not to say that stats are all in football, no. But I think Justin Fields has more potential. He's coming from a winning program. Winning in New York is not going to be easy. I think he has more potential. He's more in now because they're not going to sit him down. No quarterback in New York is going to sit down, learn the system, figure it out. No. So that's why I went Justin Fields. Wow. I think he's more ready than Zach Wilson. So that threw an entire curveball into this draft for sure. That's a big, that's a big, big change. That's why we're doing it on the, on the fly. Yanko, were you saying something? Because you're on mute. So I don't there are something. a lot of old school phones being picked up right now in different mm-hmm. offices in yeah. the uh, uh, CYJ boardroom draft office. And the pick is in for San Francisco. Oh. Okay. Who's so picking that one? So obviously. Shocker. Shocker, Mr. Whoa. Obviously, uh, the 49ers are now into a tough situation. Reports were coming out out of Santa Clara that the Niners are going Mac Jones with the third pick. However, after the New York Jets decided to throw them, you know, just help them out, the San Francisco 49ers have selected Zach Wilson from BYU. Oh. 6'3", 210 pounds after completely shocking the whole world, thinking they were going to take Mac Jones. Zach Wilson falls to this lap, and they take him. And Guys, quick... I was not – sorry. I was not prepared to talk about Zach Wilson because I did not <laughs> think Zach Wilson was going to fall to the Niners. So, yeah, Zach Wilson to the Niners. A quick uh, summary of how San Francisco got to number three. They got that pick from Houston via Miami. Absolutely. And they had to give up this year's first, next year's first, the following year's first, and a third-round pick as well. So – Quite the quite the amount of arsenal that they gave up. My my reasoning with Zach Wilson over Mac Jones doesn't take a lot for me to say that. I still believe on Thursday Mac Jones is going to be the pick because I don't think this is going to happen where where uh, Mr. Wilson falls. But with that in mind, um, you can now sit him behind Jimmy Garoppolo, and you mentioned the experience that he hasn't gotten yet. I think behind Jimmy Garoppolo, he'll be he'll become a master of that offense, and who knows. He, he's, he's being compared to Mahomes. Now, I'm not saying he's going to become Mahomes, but you start res, you start mentioning the whole year off behind a, a very good veteran quarterback. Interesting. Interesting things can definitely happen off of that. Atlanta Falcons pick is in. Wow. Okay. Give me a second here. So I did not see the chat, so that was my fault because I was talking. So. In the 2021 mock NFL CYJ draft, <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons select quarterback North Dakota State Trey Lance. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so we just basically made history, guys. Never before in an NFL draft had the first four picks of the first round have gone quarterback. So here's my Same. thing. Here's my thing, guys. Uh-huh. There, the Falcons are in desperate need. Quick of note: Cincinnati Bengals are now on the clock. A tight end. They had Gonzalez there for a while. 
Hooper was kind of like, meh. A lot of draft boards have them picking a tight end. It makes sense. But hear me out. Matt Ryan, and I said this on this show a couple of shows ago, that I wouldn't be surprised if the Falcons went for a quarterback because Matt Ryan is now 35 years of age. He is not a mobile quarterback. His offensive line is subpar. He's having to complete in the same division that uh, Brady is now in. Drew left. Okay. Eh. The uh, Panthers are a little questionable at quarterback right now. Yeah. You know, who knows what they will do. I think Matt Ryan is a good, solid quarterback still for that system. However, if he starts grooming someone and the Falcons start looking beyond this year, at least while Brady is still in division, he grooms someone, he gets someone. And what kind of, I mean, even from a PR marketing standpoint, you get Trey Lance and you can spin him like you did Michael Vick prior to the all the bad stuff that he did. He's the new coming. He's Vick 2.0. Yeah. He can do that. He can run the ball. He can throw. He can do things that Mike are Mike Vick-esque. So let's go QB. I, I passed on the top tier tight end. Trey Lance is now a dirty bird. Well, all righty then. I like it. I really do, Yanko. I think that's a perfect way to describe exactly uh, your thoughts. I, I like it. I think it guarantees that the Falcons are going to be in good hands Pick for the next future. Is so. in. We're going. We're, let's get, we're getting this going, bro. We sure are. So, so the Cincinnati Bengals. De- declined, by the way, some, some pretty good, juicy offers. On now, there. why I declined is because I thought, like Paul Brown, and the Bengals are a bunch of cheap bastards, and they never move anywhere in the draft. So I, I try to kind of instill that same mentality, right? I'm not moving anywhere. So the number one important, the most important thing is that the Bengals want to protect their future asset at quarterback last year, uh, which is, is, of course, Joe Burrow. So they picked themselves the highest rated offensive lineman, Penay Sewell from Oregon. All right. I like it. Peneso, I like it. Uh, Josh, right now when you get a chance, if you can go ahead and put that board on on for everyone to see, or at least for us to see, just so we start getting an idea. And now the Miami Dolphins are in the clock. And and, and with that, guys, there has been a trade happening in the last few moments. Uh, the Dolphins have actually traded back with the Denver Broncos. So Denver Broncos are going to trade with the Dolphins. So the, the, Dolph- the, the yeah, Broncos are moving up. From nine to six? Correct. So I don't know if it allows me to do so. That's um, fine, though. Just so, go ahead but and But just keep yeah. tabs. So go ahead and pick. And just so you guys know, uh, so you, so, we, so we understand that this isn't just a you know easy trade. The Broncos have actually given up their first overall pick this year, which is the ninth overall. First round pick next year and a second round pick this year. So basically after this pick, they will not be picking until the third round to move up three spaces. All right, so if you can just take that share screen down real quick for me, Mister uh, Josh, because I got some I got some uh, news to tell you guys. I like it that you kind of um, shared it privately with Yanko. Otherwise, I would have said something. Uh, so yeah, that was smart, Charlie. Thank you. Take us in. So with that in mind, uh, the now number six picking Denver Broncos have traded up, and they have selected Mac Jones from Alabama as now the fifth quarterback selected in this draft. You hear that in the back? There's a Raiders fans excited. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, guys, this is crazy because in the I don't I don't guaranteed this has never happened in NFL history. Five quarterbacks have now been taken in the first six picks. Uh, the reason the Broncos had to overpay, they have absolutely no confidence in Drew Luck. Uh, Drew Luck, pardon me, uh, Mac Jones. There's a reason he's a first-round grade. He's a first-round, but there's a reason he's number five. I still think the value that they gave up to get him is worth it. They got Jerry Judy. They got another good supporting cast on offense, and they got a pretty decent defense. So you can insert Mac Jones immediately. And I don't know. I don't know what you do with Drew Locke, to be honest, because I don't think he has any value after this pick, especially. But Mac Jones, to me, is definitely the the future of the organization for the Denver Broncos. It was a curveball for them, though, that the whole uh, uh, Jets going the Justin Fields route. But definitely, definitely, definitely Mac Jones to the Broncos. Any thoughts on that, guys? Um, I'm not a... I know why the Broncos had to do it. They need a quarterback. But uh, I think out of all the quarterbacks, the one that is not too is Mac Jones, probably. Uh, yeah. It's, he, no, it's, he's, yeah, go ahead, Jacob. It's obvious that the Broncos need a QB. And in and, and real life draft, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to make a move. We went through and picked the top five quarterbacks in this draft. There are still other decent to good quarterbacks that will be drafted maybe second third that could yeah. probably fit into the system in denver as well the crazy part is that i think no matter how we slice it because there's a lot of quarterback needy teams it's going to create a lot of top 10 picks to fall out of the top 10 yeah. and a lot of those yep. teams that are in the mid mid tier are gonna like it would be in the glory because they're gonna get terrific terrific players Absolutely. Absolutely, Josh. Like, that's the perfect way to put it. And with that, guys, go ahead. The pick Mr. is Josh. in. The pick is in for the Detroit Lions. All right. So, Mr. Yanko, is that you? I think we have that's a right. guest. We have a guest speaker coming in. Is that Barry? Barry Sanders, people. Barry Sanders. <laughs> hey, how you guys doing? Uh, this is Barry Sanders, retired early running back Hall of Famer. The Detroit Lions are picking Rashawn Slater, offensive line, because God knows we got to protect that fragile Jared, Jared Goff in that back quarterback. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Offensive lineman. Good offensive lineman. Thank you, Barry. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Your voice changed a little bit, Barry, but thank you. You're a lot smaller than I thought. It's crazy that it's exactly the same. The voice is uncanny, bro. Wow. Man, I, all I did was say, wow. hey, can you make a cameo? And he was like, yeah, I got you. I got you. Whoa. Don't take over the mic, Barry. Wow. I paid you Indeed. for your 10 seconds. Indeed. And you know what? This is this is going to be easy for me, guys. I am picking now with Carolina Panthers. And the pick is in. So I guess we're getting rid of the music. All right, let's go. We'll <laughs> the pick is in. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> now, this is a more obvious pick. This talent is like... A lot of teams haven't. That's going to be a scary. So offense. now that we have Teddy and now that we have Sam, Sam has no longer any issues with who to throw the quarterback or who to throw the ball to. So the Carolina Panthers at number eight select tight end Kyle Pitts from Florida. Wow. 
So that they're would saying be that yeah, that would be really insane because they're saying Kyle Pitts is a is is basically a once in a lifetime kind of position. If it wasn't for Trevor Lawrence, there's chances they could have even gotten number one. That's how intense he's. He's a great athlete, and we said it on another podcast as well. His physical stature matches really eerily close to what Megatron was. Correct. Yes. And he's a tight end. So he yeah. can block too. So th- this is absolutely nuts. And and this is part of what you were mentioning, uh, Josh. Players are starting to fall because five quarterbacks were taken early. So in our Correct. draft, that's exactly what happened. So with that in mind, the Miami Dolphins pick is in. Remember, guys, there was a trade earlier between the Dolphins and the Broncos. Correct. So the Miami Dolphins are getting all they can do to make sure Tua has his weapons around him. So with the number nine overall pick in this year's draft. Thank you. Jamar Chase from LSU wide receiver drops all the way to number nine. And guys, uh, that's awesome. If that actually happens, because see, in my mock draft, actually. The Dallas Cowboys are now on the clock. Indeed. I had uh, Jamar Chase actually getting picked at number six for the Dolphins. So by seeing the quarterbacks fall like that, crazy. They still got value, and they picked up another first and a second. And don't get us wrong. Right now, maybe after the draft, uh, there's a lot of points, right, that we want to make. And yes. maybe we can revisit it right now, kind of what Yenko said in director's cut. Some of the overreach, some were like head scratchers. Uh, but it's sheer emotion right now, right? Yes. And um, it's it's definitely crazy. So teams, kind of how you said, Charlie, the Dolphins, uh, and so far, the Panthers – have benefited greatly in teams being so quarterback uh, driven starvation, right? That they need to address that position. And I think it's so quarterback heavy because according to the experts, they've alluded to this uh, next year's draft. Apparently, apparently, apparently uh, quarterbacks are not going to be as good. It's going to be a poor class. Yep. And and unfortunately, you know that they're still going to, ultimately have to pick high that always happens you always still get quarterbacks getting picked so so it looks like the cowboys pick is in we have another guest speaker actually wow how about them cowboys because we i live in uh the unfortunate city of dfw home of the cowboys i was able to get an imitator of jerry jones wow so come on in come on in come on in. sit down sit down go ahead take the mic take the mic Go ahead. Uh, it's nice to see y'all and <laughs> Cowboys here. Let me just say, if we had picked Manziel, he'd get rid of, he would have guaranteed our relevance for 10 years. Money, Manziel. Money, Manziel. All right. And let's be for certain that I miss my coach clapping, chewing gum. But we already have quarterback. Dak took all my money. Took all my money. We traded away all of our good defensive cornerbacks. So <laughs> we're going to go cornerback. Patrick Sertain. Woo. Number two. Boom. I think that's what that means. Practice certain. I, I, I'm not sure. Cornerback, Alabama, 62203. We traded away all of our first round picks and second round picks at cornerback. So we need a corner. Patrick Tertain. Very good. Nice go to have to you, Jerry Jones. Beautiful. I believe that uh, I'm starting to sound a little bit like Elmer Fudd, but it's okay. <laughs> I've got billions and billions of dollars. Let me go back to my yacht. Thank you. Thank you. Go very back much. to your yacht, Jerry Jones. Thank you for, for showing thank up. You. Thank you. I was going to say more like Bobby Boucher, <laughs> but that was <laughs> That, hey, imi- I got the closest, most available imitator 
that was that was here. Remember and when Bobby Boucher showed up at halftime at a Mud Dogs We, we have to remember that Jerry Jones came from Arkansas. I shot her boobies the, and I liked them too. Yeah, <laughs> you see, that's exactly that. Almost sounds like it, but thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. The New York Giants are now on the clock. Uh, Josh, look at your DM, by the way. Um, I like the pick. I really do because this this uh, this makes the the Cowboys finally fix some issues that they have on on defense. Patrick Sertain is a beast. He's a beast. I, I was watching tape on him actually before the show started, and he he is quite quite the the challenge on defense. So I like it very much. I think he he can definitely 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 uh, make it work. Uh, gentlemen, just so you all know, there has been a trade. Uh, not 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 in the next pick, but it does involve number fifteen. The Green Bay Packers have actually traded from number twenty nine all the way to number fifteen. What is involved in that trade, Josh? Can you let us know the details, please? Uh, the heir apparent, Jordan Love. Jordan Love has now been shipped to the New England Patriots. New England Patriots get uh, Jordan Love, and the Green Bay Packers are now. Overall picking at number 15. So the Green Bay Packers now own two first-round picks. Does that mean Aaron Rodgers is here to stay? Well, no. We'll have to find out in a bit. But New York Giants, how are we doing on that pick? I, real quick, uh, before the Giants, uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen that they submitted their pick. There is a rumor mill. All right? Todd Kuyper. Todd, Todd Kuyper, Kuyper, nice. Todd Kuyper. Nice. Just tweeted. All right? For the if NFL, that the Chargers may shop Justin Herbert. Just saying. Whoa. Todd Kuyper just tweeted that. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. That he might trade. Look at Charlie's the Chargers, face. The Chargers might trade Justin Herbert. You just like hit Charlie like right. Todd Kuyper is a very a very reputable college draft analyst on drafting. I'm just saying. So the pick is in, guys. Number eleven overall. The New York Giants went all in this offseason. They supplied a lot of weapons to perhaps Daniel Jones and figure out to see what they're going to do. So part of that is offensive line. So with the 11th pick, the New York Giants select Christian Darisol from Virginia Tech. I like it. I like it very much. So real quick. You had him above Elijah Vera Tucker, right? He hasn't been picked, correct? Just make correct. Sure that. that is correct, okay. sir. Wow. Okay. Well, I like the pick, though. I like I like the idea. Absolutely. Yanko, any thoughts? Philadelphia well, Eagles are now on the clock. And I want to point out that the Heisman Trophy winner of last year's uh, at the end of the collegiate football season is still on the board, and that's Devontae Smith, Alabama six one. Uh, Wide receiver that wind soaking wet weighs 175 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so the pick is in now for the Philadelphia Eagles, I hear. It sure is, guys. And just to note, Mr. Yankel brought out a pretty interesting note because a wide receiver is actually coming off the board, a wide receiver from Alabama, except it's not the one you're thinking. Jalen Waddle comes out as the second pick uh, of wide receivers in this year's draft. To the Philadelphia Eagles at number 12. Just like in Tua's case, he needs help. Wide receiver is the perfect way to do it. I don't believe Devontae Smith is a game changer. 
Nessie, not, not, let me rephrase that. Not that he's not a game changer. He can't be immediately thrown as the number one. Jalen Waddle can. He's Very beast. nice. Get he's some get some weapons player. for uh, Mr. Hurts. Mm-hmm. Los very Angeles nice. Chargers are now on the clock. But yeah, that's that's really what it takes. Uh, what do you think, Josh? I think it was good. I, I think you have to figure out what you have on Hurts, man. Uh, you have yep. to surround him with talent. And any receiver that you pick out of this glorious draft, well, not any, right? But there's kind of, it's a three-headed monster kind of thing. Jamar Chase being apparently the more, not talented, but the more pro-ready, perhaps. And uh, then it's a very close second with Waddle and uh, Smith. But it was a good pick. Surround the Eagles with talent. That's the crazy part. The Eagles have so many holes that it doesn't matter where you go, right? You're going to hit on them. But you have a young signal caller. Do you think that – and the Eagles have come out to say that they will have – they haven't come out to say that they have Jalen Hurts as their number one, that they will have a quarterback competition. With what they have, it's basically – what's his name? The old guy from Baltimore. He was a QB. Flacco. Uh, Flacco, Hurts, and I forget who else. Let's say Hurts takes the realm. Or takes hold of the or the quarterback position. Do the Philadelphia Eagles now with their pick that you guys think have enough offensive power to stay in contention in the NFC East with a mediocre defense in Dallas with a uh, question? The only one really is Washington, I think, that has a strong defense. The Giants, I would put second. I think the defense for the Cowboys is kind of down at the bottom, and then you have uh, the other team. That I'm failing to remember who was in the NFC East, but I'm gonna say that I'm gonna just to, to, to go on your point, uh, Yankel. I think it gives them a chance, a fighting chance. I think it's good, but I, I, I Hertz is gonna be is gonna be a question mark at the beginning. And running quarterbacks always give you a chance, especially earlier in their career. I see it this way. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are gonna surprise a lot of teams at the beginning of the year and gradually lose steam as the season goes on. So maybe at the beginning. I still like the pick because it kind of gets them going as we go. So am I hearing anything for the number 13 pick? The Los Angeles Chargers. I believe the pick is the in. The pick is in. Beam, beep, beam, beep, beam, beep, beep. Nice. Wow. The pick is in, and they are going safety from TCU, Trayvon Morick. Very I nice. like it. I like it very, very much. The reasoning behind that pick their defense has lost some of its secondary luster. Derwin James is constantly injured. We don't know what he's going to be. I think they've done enough to assure, at least for this coming year, Justin Herbert an offensive line. They could probably pick still, and that's what the mock drafts have, them going offensive line uh, to help him protect Justin. But they've done some offseason moves uh, to do that. Their secondary does. And then... Ingram, their other linebacker, who sometimes would bleed into the secondary, is not signed yet either. Mm-hmm. So I think they go young in the secondary, especially in a division where Patrick Mahomes is in, where Denver, if they go and get a quarterback, is in, and the Raiders are starting to load up on weapons. Hopefully Henry Ruggs is a deep threat, so you're going to have a lot of beyond the first layer of the defensive line into the secondary action. The Chargers go out and get a safety. I like it. I like it very much. Uh, Josh, I know the Minnesota Vikings are on the clock. Uh, would so, that pick happen to be available before you decide? 
The Pittsburgh Steelers are interested. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings are going to address uh, some issues that they have. Okay. Um, and primarily Minnesota, the issues have been on defense. Uh, so the Minnesota Vikings at number 14 overall, they are drafting Chase Horn. Ooh, I like it. I like it very much. Yep, good, good, good way to just immediately come in and contribute on defense. Cornerback, right? That is yep. correct, sir. Yep, cornerback. Fun fact, Joe Horn's son played mm-hmm. with a New Orleans Saints wide receiver. So this is Chase Horn. And a lot of scouts, uh, I think this dude was uh, not really down, but he climbed the board a lot. So, so now at number 15 overall, well, now it's number 15 overall. Yep, and now, here's the thing, uh, Charlie, because I originally picked Packers, right? That was yep. my pick. Yep. Am I going to pick again, yes. technically? Yes. Okay. Real quick gotcha. note on uh, Jace Horn, his dad, like you said, wide receiver in New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. For the younger crowd, he is infamously known for a touchdown celebration. Do you guys remember that one? Exactly. The flip phone out from the, he was having to celebrate and call. When he scored a touchdown. That was uh, in the era of the Chad Ochocinco, T.O. celebrations. Mr. Horde himself wanted to contribute. The era of the wide receiver divas. I, I like that you explained it, Yankel. Thank you. Because when you said, yes, that's that's right. I was like, the listeners, I have no idea what, what Josh just did. So, thank you. Thank you you got explaining. it. Thank you for explaining it. So, the pick is in for the Green Bay Packers, Mr. Now, Josh. elude Charlie why the Packers are picking at 15 once more. Because uh, Jordan Love has been shipped out to New England. So after the one-year experiment under Aaron Rodgers, he's learned quite a bit. He is now coming in to compete directly with Cam Newton, meaning the Green Bay Packers are interested in going up to number 15 to select. So they heard the outcry from Aaron Rodgers. And the one thing that Mr. Rodgers wanted is more help, more weapons. And Green Bay heard loud and clear. So with number 15 overall pick, the Green Bay Packers select wide receiver Alabama Devontae Smith. He's off the board. There he goes. Hey, hey, you know what? I I like it. I like it very much because I said it right now. He's not the best number one. Maybe he does become a number one. But lined up now with with, uh, your boy Devontae Adams. And remember, Robert Tanyan became something last year. So watch out. If if that's a sneaky little – I mean, that's a big trade for something like that to happen. But wouldn't it be kind of Bill Belichick-y to suddenly figure out a guy like Jordan Love and and, and do it? I don't know. I like it. I like it quite a bit. By the way, uh, the Arizona Cardinals are now on the clock. Does does Devontae Smith kind of take the role of what Randall Cobb was? Could be. Yeah, I was going to say yes and no, just because Randall Cobb did a little bit of like running back. And I don't think Devontae Smith has that body frame because no. I feel, you know, but I think but he's slot, a slot guy. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And and when we remember that Randall Cobb was tearing it up with the Packers for a while. I mean, he was yeah. he was really the go to guy even before Devontae Adams for yeah. a while there. So I, I I'd be very curious if something like that were to happen. I like it quite a bit. So absolutely, absolutely a good pick. 
Let's talk so, a little bit about the New England Patriots. So going for Jordan Love, Josh. Why why do you think that ultimately makes sense? You know, Jordan Love going to the Patriots, you know, it, it's it's more of a Belichick to me, you know. Bill Belichick is used to doing things that nobody expects. He goes just completely opposite. Right. Would it be crazy to see something like that actually happen on draft day? I think it would because Bill is not one. He's meant to do the opposite, trade down rather than trade up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they missed the boat on this year's draft. They needed a quarterback. Uh, a lot of rumors have been swirling since the very beginning with Jimmy Garoppolo, but that to me makes no sense now at this juncture, right? Yep. Especially involving Jimmy's health. Uh, he's got Josh McDaniels who can draw up something uh, offensively. So it makes sense. You Perfect. kind of mold Jordan Love. He has one year in. He learned from Aaron Rodgers for one year. Let's see what he's got. Perfect. So I believe the pick is in for the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals in the 2021 CYJ Mock Draft pod- Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Select linebacker Micah Parsons, Penn State. Oh Whoa, my God, my Yanko! God. You just you just screwed over your own Raiders. <laughs> hey, I like it. I like it. Very good. You know, it's crazy though, Jenko. Isaiah Simmons last year and Parsons this year, two freaks of nature on the same defense. Wow. Charlie, kick out Yanko. Kick him out. We bro. are being realistic. I look to say that it didn't cross my mind to skip on them to go down for it to go to Las Vegas. Why not but get this- a cornerback? And they just let go of Patrick Peterson. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Oh my God, Yanko! If they I ever need... hated you at any point in my life, this is exactly what's going to happen on Thursday. I, Yanko, Yanko, I, by the way, just leaving it out there, I agree with your pick one hundred percent. I believe the that top makes... needs, <sighs> the yeah. top needs for the Cardinals were. You're you're exactly right, Josh. Cornerback, linebacker, Josh, inside GM. offensive line, and wide receiver. Okay, cornerback. I think there are still some liable cornerbacks in the market that they could get, and in the second round that they could get. The top cornerbacks already left. So you, why are you reaching for a cornerback right now if the top one's already left? The other top ones, I'm not going to mention because there's like one more guy, but a linebacker at his stature and it's a need on your defense, you need to do it. And as a Cardinals GM, you filling in, you need to do it, especially with Russ in your division, with whoever the, Lion, the Lions, ha, the Niners, they got Justin Fields, also a mobile guy. And then you're gonna you're going to go against the Rams, who always tr- have some kind of nuances on their offense. A linebacker, and like Charlie said, you now you're set for at least four years before you have to pay that that secondary core at linebackers. I like it very much. I think it's a good pick. I uh, director's cut. The Niners didn't pick Justin Fields in this mock draft, but we'll let uh, Josh uh, correct you. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> So, with that in mind, the Las Vegas Raiders pick is now in for number 19. So, uh, Yanko is a moron for everything that he said. (laughs) Um, And the Las Vegas Raiders uh, created, that have many needs. One of them is, uh, in my opinion, linebacker. And Mika Parsons would have been perfect. But turn the page. Uh, There's needs all over on defense. But I think they created a problem that they did not have at the start of this offseason. Uh, offensive line. So the Raiders pick 
Elijah Vera Tucker, guard from Ooh, USC. I like that pick, and I think he dropped quite a bit. He, he, quick question, Josh, because I know you, you, you're a Raider fan, and did did the movements in the offseason now cause a problem for the Raiders that maybe you could have gone another route at this position, or would you think they still would have gone something like this? I think they could have probably – I don't think, even though their need is corner as well, Mm-hmm. Uh, they invested heavily these last two picks or at least last two drafts in corner. They draft, they went really high on our net last year. And I wouldn't see why they would draft another corner, even though there might be some better ones this year. Uh, but I think because of the off season moves that they made, they need to go younger in the offensive line. And that seems to be Mayock's talking point. And that's why they gave Colton Miller an extension. They went young on center. Uh, the oldest one is Richie Incognito, but he's really a stopgap player in Denzel Good. So they reshuffle the offensive line, give Tom Cable another uh, weapon to work with that offensive line as the offensive line coach. So therefore, they went and they got themselves a guard. So as we were talking, good point. I, I like it, uh, Josh, quite a bit. As we were talking, the Miami Dolphins pick has now come in. But before we go into that, there has been a trade. The San Francisco 49ers are shipping Jimmy Garoppolo out to the east to the Washington football team. In return, the Niners now own the Washington football team's number 19th overall pick. Further details to come, but wow. that's the that's the summary of that's what's that's, that's the what's headline. Coming, that's what's coming in. I'm hearing there might be a conditional pick or in the later rounds, but we will get to those details and, later. And the real world outside of this mock draft. Atlanta accepting calls for Julio Jones. Why? Crazy. They have to listen to calls from other teams because of their difficult cap situation. Okay. So that's a very... I I did hear that earlier today. So that is something I heard. Uh, It's a very interesting... I don't know. It's a big contract, though. It's a very big contract. It's a big contract, but I can think of a handful of teams that could use Julio right now. Jenko, uh, so just to throw it out there, before the before we announce the Miami Dolphins, in this scenario where you and me are are, are, are trading, so obviously the, the Niners just traded for the pick, so they, all, they own number 19. Correct. Would the Falcons be interested if the Niners traded their 19th overall pick now for Mr. Julio Jones? I think on, on paper... That's and for all intents and purposes, that sounds amazing. However, I do not think that Julio Jones is worth a first rounder. I agree too. Yeah, I agree too. I I, I was just kind of testing the water, but the I agree. Fir- a first rounder, Julio, maybe three years ago. Yep, four years 100%. ago. His at least the the latest would have been the Super Bowl season. Mm-hmm. But yep. I, as of recent, and especially if you're a fantasy football player. He hasn't had as much productivity. As a matter of fact, I think Calvin Ridley has become more of a product. Now, is that because they take Julio and they double him and he's become more available? Maybe. Maybe. But Julio is a little older now. He's still a presence. I would love for the Raiders to trade for Julio Jones. We, I would love to see that happen. However, uh, the cap hit, as you said, is something to consider and think about. Julio Jones for a first-round pick, I don't think is a is logical completely agree all right so real quick uh, the miami dolphins pick as we mentioned is in the miami dolphins are actually going to get a, a a player from the university of miami mr jalen phillips edge rusher 
coming in. He's a so guys, this is crazy. First edge rusher of the draft comes all the way to pick number eighteen. There, there's been mentions that edge has actually not been a big uh, class like other years. And I don't know about you guys, but for edge rushers to fall to the second half of the first round, that's nuts. That's absolutely nuts. So, yeah, that is pretty crazy. Yes, so that is absolutely. It's nuts. a little late, but here it is. That so, was for the uh, prior one. So, Josh, just so you know, that was the Dolphins pick, by the way. So very nice. Dolphins pick, Mister. Uh, what did I just say? Jalen Phillips, edge rusher for Miami. So for now, so the 49ers, the 49ers are now on the, are clock. On the clock. Well, what, can we go into the details of that trade once again, guys? Go right ahead. So the 49ers got there because they traded. They already got their quarterback at number three, Zach Wilson. And they've shipped out Jimmy Garoppolo to the Washington football team. Jimmy is now in the NFC East, along with Daniel Dimes, Daniel Jones, Dak, and uh, to be determined, but maybe Mr. Hurts in Philly. What does Jimmy Garoppolo do to that Washington football team? Instant knee-jerk reaction elevates them. I think they go, if he stays healthy, I think they take that division. Absolutely. And they have the ultimate insurance policy and fits. Yep. So, so that's beautiful. I feel bad for Fitz because he keeps getting like shifted a little bit. But at this point in his career, I was actually watching an NFL throwback of Fitz oh and all the teams he's been on. Oh my god, bro! It's like every color in the in the entire uniform. I don't think he's been a Raider, but yes. No, no, I don't think so. He hasn't been a Raider. So. Has it been a Niner? However, he's been like the other thirty. Crazy. All right. So the pick is in now for the San Francisco 49ers. So after getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, that obviously means they're going in with their rookie quarterback. So what do they do? They go get themselves a nice little toy on the side. They already got the wide receiver situation situated. They already got the tight end situation situated. Last year, they had a lot of injuries at the running back position. So here's a crazy one. Uh Najee Harris from Alabama. First overall running back going off the board this year. He goes to a genius in Kyle Shanahan who runs the running back schemes like nobody else. What do you all think on that pick? Number 19. Dang. Man, Najee Harris is a monster. He, I, Alabama football seems to produce a ton of running backs, right? That's where King Henry's from. You got Mark Ingram. There's two Alabama running backs now in Las Vegas. Up to <laughs> your discretion how you feel about that. However... The running backs, it's almost like there's wide receiver U in Alabama. There's running back U in Alabama. And Najee Harris, insane, dynamic, 6'2", senior, 230 pounds. If you compare the stats in regards to physicalness or physical stature, I think uh, King Henry is 6'3". This guy is 6'2". He can continue to get into NFL shape and maybe scratch at the surface or emulate to a close degree what King Henry is doing now in Tennessee. Absolutely. And uh, one thing to note, though, I, I like that you mentioned on that. I'm just going to bring a little bit of caution on the other side because another side that we've seen out of Alabama is the Trent Richardsons of the world. So sometimes yeah. it, 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 Trent Richardson was an absolute monster in Alabama, and we all know what happened in the NFL. Although, ironically, he was a bust, and they still traded and got a first-round pick for him, and that'll be one of the most bizarre trades in NFL history. But anyway, I believe uh, Najee Harris falling to the Niners would be an absolute nightmare for the NFC West, NFC. And pretty much any any opponent that goes to the 
Bay to play the 49ers. The Chicago Bears are now on the clock, and I believe the pick is in. So the Chicago Bears pick is in. That is Who correct. Are the Chicago Bears selecting with the number 20. So the Bears staple, okay, regardless of the dysfunction that they have around them, has been defense, mm-hmm. no matter what. And that defense is loaded. Now, there isn't anything quarterback, obviously, that they need. Uh, offensive line is a little in distant rate. So the Bears get richer on the rich side of the ball for their caution. So they're picking linebacker from Notre Dame, Jeremiah Usa Karamoa. I hope I pronounced that right. So they now they pair him with Roquan and Mac and Hicks and Quinn. So linebacker. But in so typical – oh, go ahead, Charlie. No, no, I was just going to say, so basically it's it's almost like you're rebuilding that franchise of, of, of Chicago Bears, you know, identity that they've had for decades. And right. even though they're they're going into a, a bit of a, of a bad situation in the last couple of years, it, it at least brings them a little bit into their identity. So I, I it's like a it. pick that they can build, even if there's a change at GM, which there probably will be, or at head coaching position. Because it just makes adds another dynamic. Because I think at this point, if you go offense, you're overreaching for anything. You know, if you if you decide to go receiver, if you did, you wouldn't go running back because you you figured it out with Montgomery towards the end. Cohen is coming back. Uh, quarterback, it again, you're overreaching. Plus, you don't even know what the future is held. Right? What what's gonna happen? Plus, you're in win now technically. Because if you don't win now, you're gonna clean house. What do you uh, what do you think about that, Yanko? I know you're gonna mention something. My question is to the GM of the Bears, who was in this draft the GM to Las Vegas. Why didn't Las Vegas pick that linebacker? Because Las Vegas wanted Mika Parsons. So Las Vegas throws a fit and just doesn't get the next best linebacker? That is correct. Linebacker or offensive line. It's either offensive line or now. Offensive line, you're going into uncharted waters, right? And this may be director's cut later. We can address it later, but that's the reason why. And anyway, the, the, the Raiders did get themselves a very good lineman that actually dropped in our mock draft. So I believe that guy's actually going in like the top 13, 14 picks. But who knows if, if he happens to fall. So the Indianapolis Colts are now on the clock at number 21. Yes, please. And if you can listen to what uh, Mr. Yank... Oh, he sent me a direct message. It was it for everybody. If you can share the screen, by the way, Josh, <laughs> for the picks. Very well. But uh, the Indianapolis Colts... Indianapolis Colts are now on the clock. That would be me. <laughs> Very nice. Let me go down my list. So anyway, if you guys want to continue just talking about that. So here's the draft so far, guys. If you want to kind of recap it. Yeah. Uh, number one overall, Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars. Number two overall, the first curveball of the draft, Justin Fields uh, to the Jets. Number three, Zach Wilson. Number four, Trey Lance. Number five, Penny Sowell. At number six, Jamar Chase to the Dolphins. At number seven, Rashawn Slater. Actually, I'm sorry. Let me retract. At number six, there was a trade. So it's uh, Denver, Denver Broncos, Mac Jones. Correct, correct. Number seven, uh, to the Lions, Rashawn Slater, tackle. Number eight, tight end, Kyle Pitts to the Panthers. Number nine, Miami Dolphins, Jamar Chase, wide receiver. Number 10, Patrick Sertan to the Cowboys. Number 11, Christian Derosaw, uh to the Giants. Number 12, Jaden Waddle 
to the Eagles, number 13, Trayvon Morik to the Chargers, number 14, Chase Horn to the Vikings, number 15, Devontae, I'm sorry, number 15, Green Bay Packers, Devontae Smith, because there was a trade with the Patriots, number 16 uh, to the Cardinals, Mika Parsons, number 17 to the Raiders, Elijah Vera Tucker, number 18, Jalen Phillips to the Dolphins, number 19, Najee Harris to San Francisco because there was a trade with the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. And number 20, uh, Osa Kamara, linebacker to the Bears. So I'll tell you one thing. That whole quarterback situation of getting picked so early, all those quarterbacks, did benefit quite a team, quite a bit of team between that number 10 and number 15. Those are guys that could have easily gone in the top 10 without and, a problem. And I don't think it's far-fetched to think that this or a, something similar in the quarterback world on Thursday's draft could happen. Absolutely. Maybe not in the top six, but it easily could say that in the top 10. Top picks, 10. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, all, all, all five go. So the pick is in for the Indianapolis Colts. Gregory Rousseau from Miami. Another edge rusher goes to the Indianapolis Colts. Thank you for that. Uh, that's the second edge rusher to come off the board. For a while, this guy was actually thought to be a top 10 pick. Uh, some teams have actually shied away from him due to his size. They feel he's a little bit smaller. He's buffed up in the last couple of weeks. They has a lot of potential. He's extremely fast. Uh, what do you all think? It's already a very good defense, but I feel the, the, the Colts are the type of team that are building this team extremely well. And you can always add another pass rusher. Yanko. The Colts are, are have been drafting smart. I think they continue to draft smart, even if they do end up going with something like this. I think a, a lot of the times there are – Players that come into the draft, unless it's a freak of nature, physical specimen like Kyle Pitts that are already draft ready. However, uh, the the collegiate NFL player, his physical stature, his body is still not in his prime. So they're going to mature into uh, NFL and someone like Greg Rousseau can definitely continue to grow physically and get better to be NFL ready. So I, I don't think it's a far-fetched thing. And anything that the Colts do, I feel uh, about 87% accurate and full of uh, trust that they're making a good pick. I'm leaving 13% to the unknown. It, it jinkle, funny note that you mentioned that. By the way, the we are now at the Tennessee Titans are not on the clock. But funny note, guys, I don't know if you guys are aware, but they say that if that good GMs and coaches hit on 30% of their draft picks. So you're considered a good GM if you hit on 30% of your draft pick. So that kind of shows you how we're going to be so off on a lot of these picks. That means if 30% of the first round is good, that was a good draft. That's nuts if you ask me. Wow, already. So the pick is in. That one was a quick one. The Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans will select. Oh, oh, the Tennessee Titans will select cornerback Caleb Farley, which is from Virginia Tech, Junior 6'2", 207. Caleb Farley in some draft boards is actually ranked higher than Patrick Sertain. And I think mm-hmm. uh, some what that has to do with, uh, it really is a pick of who, what did you do for me or what did you just show for me? Virginia Tech in a different conference than Alabama. Alabama yeah. plays more NFL-prone or NFL-ready teams. Uh, Caleb Farley... Uh, doesn't mean that he's not good. It's just it's really going to be left up to what the GM or what the room is dictating at that time. The Titans 
need uh, one of their needs is cornerback. I think they either go cornerback or edge. I th- Caleb Farley is there, a top ranked uh, cornerback, uh, Virginia Tech player. I I dig it. I really do. I think that's a good pick. It's uh, I've I've read those reports too. I th- I think it's we're starting to go into a new era in the NFL where the six two cornerbacks are the are the type of cornerback that you want. You want and that it, big frame, that Richard Sherman kind of esque. So I can see it very much. It's a good pick, Yanko. Absolutely. And I think Jalen Ramsey had a lot to do with that. Yes. Yes. Definitely. By the way, the New York Jets are now on the clock. Remember, this was actually the Seattle Seahawks pick. Do you, do you all remember why the New York Jets have this pick real quick? Just Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams. So the New York Jets are now on the clock. Um, oh, the Jets pick is in, by the way. So the Jets select. So the Jets just drafted themselves uh, their franchise quarterback, uh, which is Justin Fields. So now a quarterback's best friend is a great center. So they're pairing him with Landon Dickerson, center from Alabama. Not bad. A not lot bad of Alabama players going in the first round. Yes. And I think they have a record, something about like the most draft uh, picks that they put out to the NFL. Yeah. No, no, for sure. I think, it, I think uh, Alabama year in and year out. Nick Saban is basically an NFL team, so that in itself is is uh, is quite the accomplishment to do that. The Guys, Pittsburgh been... Steelers are now on the clock, and the Pittsburgh Steelers have actually traded, ironically, with the division rival, with the Baltimore Ravens. Oh. So the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers are swapping picks for compensation. It's, I'm hearing that the Pittsburgh Steelers are giving up. Pardon me, the Baltimore Ravens are giving up their second round pick as well. So with that in mind, the Baltimore Ravens pick is now in. And with the pick, the Baltimore Ravens select Tevin Jenkins, offensive lineman from Oklahoma State. You got to start beefing up Lamar Jackson. Remember, they just traded away their right tackle to the Kansas City Chiefs. In this very cheap trade that it cost them, they get to get another premier tackle in the first round. And remember, there's a big key to getting a first round uh, tackle. You get that extra fifth-year option. So you get to figure out if he works out for you a little bit longer. So you're able to even, towards these last couple of picks in the first round, they, they could even be viewed as projects because you do have that extra year luxury. So a, any thoughts on on this, on the Ravens going, Tevin Jenkins? It makes sense. Um, it, don't, you, don't you feel that for whatever reason, um, we already talked about this, but uh, you create a void that didn't exist Yes. You obviously had a premier tackle and then that void, you have to address it in the draft. Uh, so it's not that you're like uh, wasting a first round pick. But you but, are. But you I, are in a way, you right? Are, yes. Isn't that crazy? Let me ask you this, Josh and Yanko, both of you. So let me put it in perspective. Let's think of the 90s. We, we, we remember it. Uh, I mean, I was young, but I've, I've seen it. The Niners and the Cowboys, right? I mean, they were going back and forth, back and forth. NFC Championship, one would go to the Super Bowl and then win it. Can you really picture them trading a need that the other team needs to the team that you're going to more than likely meet in the AFC Championship? In what, why? I mean, I get the Ravens maybe trying to do it because of money reasons. They didn't want to pay another left tackle to be their right tackle. But couldn't they find 30 other teams that were interested and maybe offer them something similar than what the Chiefs did? Right. You traded them to the best 
quarterback in the world's team? Come. I mean, I don't know. I think that's I think that's nuts. I think that's nuts. It goes to show you the Sean McVay uh, effect. Why? Because let's just trade our picks and let's get players and win now. And yes. let's get assets for now. We already have a team. We just need to build around it. And the Chiefs learned a very valuable lesson about offensive linemen. Even though they have a superstar quarterback, they need to protect that dude. So right. what way then go getting Tooney from the Patriots and let's go get ourselves a great right tackle. That's so, a big, that's a big, uh, I think it's a matter of respect to the Bucks on the Chiefs. It they, is. They're acknowledging what the Bucks did. And I think it's also uh, very proactive of them, assuming that they can run the table again to meet someone like the Bucks. And if they don't meet the Bucks, then I think they're, uh, they're like that. But we have to remember. That there are teams like the Browns, there are teams like the Titans, there are teams that are loading up on the defensive line. Mm -hmm. uh, so something that could also be a factor, not only preparing for the Bucks, but for their own conference. Yes, no, I agree. I agree 100%. Pass rush is the way to go. I, I still find it questionable. I think everyone in the AFC was like, seriously, Baltimore? What the heck are you guys doing? Really? Uh, it's it's nut from my point of view. That's absolutely nuts. So the Jacksonville Jaguars pick is now in. The Jacksonville Jaguars want to support ter their terrorizing. Tar tar they're terrorizing. I might I might be like Shannon Sharp over here. No. By the way, this was the Rams pick. By the way. We correct. Remember. Correct. So what they're doing is they're giving Trevor Lawrence uh, some a safety net. They're, they they want to give him some more offensive weapons. Their pick is wide receiver Terrence Marshall Jr. out of LSU. Okay. Nice. Wow. So another LSU receiver comes off the board as well. 6'3". So, so he's a, a, a tall dude. Yeah. Put him out in the on the right or left uh, to run your long post or a red zone threat. There is wide receivers on the board that uh, may be ranked a little higher, but this guy is from a big school. He's done the three years. He's at LSU. He's uh, got good numbers in the combine or in his pro day, better said. Mm -hmm. And the size is everything in regards to having that presence in the red zone and anything that you can do to help your rookie quarterback even better. So quick thing, guys, if I asked you right off the bat, when you think of LSU and Alabama, what comes to mind? Rivalry. Rivalry. Think about particular as an individual's teams what what kind of what, what do you think is it not true that you think defense like you immediately think these guys are powerhouses in defense oh i remember what uh, what was it maybe like like nine ten years ago but one of the, the they were close top three teams and this was before the college playoff yeah lsu versus alabama and the score was like nine to six yes yes something you know it, their defenses have always uh ran a terror and to mention that a lot of good players have come out of lsu Another maybe wide receiver you. You've got Landry Jones. You've got uh, Randy Moss's kid. You've got uh, the Juice Landry that came OBJ. out of there. Yeah. OBJ. So you, you've well, got. Last year. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. Yep. Justin Jefferson. So they've got a good offensive. Joe Burrow did a lot to, had a lot to do with that. But LSU, I feel like, lost a little bit of his luster before Ed Erdrong went back and, and started coaching there. But stereotypically, in that conference in college, it's LSU 
Bama, the big ones. Yes. It's just nuts to think that all these running backs and wide receivers are, are just coming out of there. And, and we're talking premier first-round pick. So interesting stuff for sure. Guys, we are down to the final seven picks. The Cleveland Browns are now on the clock, and I believe their pick for the Brownies is in. Josh. So the Cleveland Browns um, learned a valuable lesson of what the Buccaneers did, and if they want to remain relevant, they're going to address defense. They already got Miles Garrett. They already got themselves clowny, so they're going to fortify that defensive line. So they're picking defensive tackle from Alabama, Christian Barmore. Very nice. Very nice. You, you, you fix one of your issues that you had and you beef it up a little. I dig it. I dig it quite a bit. And remember, Jadavian Clowney's there now. Yep. This, this, uh, I yank Miles Garrett. Yes. Everyone in the, in the defensive lines in the NAFC are going to be pretty scary next year. So, or this year now, we're a few months away. That's also awesome. Jesus. By the way, the pick is in now for the Baltimore Ravens. Remember, they were picking. This is now the Pittsburgh Steelers pick. So, biggest curveball, I think, of this night. With the 27th overall pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers select the successor of Big Ben Roethlisberger, oh. Kyle Trask, number 11 from Florida State. I mean, Florida Gators, not Florida State. Wow. Kyle Trask, a 6'5", 240 pounds. Maybe not an instant starter, a project, but I feel he did quite a bit in Florida. You get a mentor like Big Ben for a year and see what happens next year. Not too expensive, remember. Fifth-year option gives you an opportunity to project him. Thoughts? I think it's a good it's a good pickup. I don't think it's too far fetched. Uh, honestly, they had a couple of uh, departures on the defense and unfortunate happenings on the defense. I would have thought that you know the defense is something they address, uh, but I don't think it's I don't think it's ludicrous to think that they would go for someone like this. Uh, I'll expand more on the uh, post. Uh, draft coverage that we're gonna have. Cool, absolutely. I thought, yeah, I, it's it's not far fetched. I thought they would have gone another direction because of the departures on offense, um, but they need to get an air successor man to Big Ben. Especially, and, I mean, my thoughts were especially with what's coming next year that they're saying yeah, the draft class might not be as good unless they address it in free agency or via trade. But yeah. As, I was thinking possibly is. a Jimmy Garoppolo would make sense here, but in this scenario, Jimmy Garoppolo is already gone. So right. that's another scenario that I wouldn't be surprised. So the number 28, New Orleans Saints are now on the clock. Uh, Yanko is now the, the selecting the, the sole owner New Orleans Saints. But anyway, Orleans going, Saints. going into this, is it crazy to think that there's going to be six quarterbacks taken in the first round? Or do you think five is more accurate? Can a six one swing his way into maybe the 20 to 30? point range honestly i think it, it depends on how the draft goes uh like anything uh but i think for sure to in my eyes it's a lock that five quarterbacks are going on the first round i absolutely positively agree five quarterbacks are going to the draft and think of it five we already mentioned it before but just to allude to that point a lot of these teams are going to have to give up assets if they find themselves in a peculiar position, such as in this scenario, what the donkeys did, the Denver donkeys moved up to go address the quarterback position. And again, a lot of these players are going to land in teams that didn't even account for them being there, right? 
but it really depends. Are you going to draft the best available player or are you going to draft because you need it? Right. You know, kind of like what the Cowboys did last year in a way, right? right. CD lamb landed in their lap and Jerry Jones was like, I don't need receivers, but I'm getting CD lamb because he landed. And I think there was a couple of games that CD Lamb contributed to yes. that won that game for them. Yeah, right? and, and CD Lamb, you could you could really argue that it is that number one that needed a year just to get really good. Yeah, but he is sure. the he's the one of the future. And, and just a quick note on the quarterback before we go into the pick, real quick, just want to lose the train of thought, guys. The last time four quarterbacks were taken in the first round: Andrew Luck, Robert Griffin, Ryan Tannehill, and Brandon Whedon. The year before, Cam Newton, Jake Locker, Blaine Gabbard, and Christian Ponder. Oh, a lot of superstars. A lot of quarterbacks in the first round is not a guarantee. Christian Ponder, local boy here in DFW. Wow, look at that. That's the crazy part, man. That that's the crazy part that everybody thinks, oh, we got we got a quarterback of the future. But that's not it. No. it are they gonna work out? Oh probably one out of the five that are selected are locked to work out, right? Yes. And the consensus is that perhaps there's we already mentioned it before, but there's bust potential for all of them but the consensus is that the most sought after the most lock is trevor trevor lawrence yep so what does that mean to the other four right and and josh real quick even after the first year is not a guarantee because if i would have asked you who is going to have a better career after year one blaine gabbert or robert griffin the third you would immediately see robert griffin third and guess who just got a ring he's a backup but he's still in the league and he got a ring blaine gabbert anyway facts Let's go to pick number 28, the New Orleans Saints. New New Orleans Saints. Pick up Michigan senior, Edge, 6'4", 272 pounds, Quiddy Pay. I'm surprised he fell this far. Yeah, I do too. To be honest <laughs> with you. Yeah. Quiddy Pay is a an experienced uh, edge rusher under John Harbaugh. Is it John? Yeah. Yeah. Jim. Edge, Jim. Jim. Jim Harbaugh. Fact of the matter is, guys, that you don't see a lot of uh, drafted players that will do all four years in college. At least superstar ones, right? This is a, a, a guy that's rated at, on some leaderboards at that position, number one. He's got experience. He's been there four years. He played in the Big Ten, which is, you know, Ohio State, Nebraska, uh, Northwestern, Wisconsin, it's it's not the SEC, but it's a, a I think top three, maybe even number two under the SEC in the collegiate ranks. Quidipe has longevity at least through a collegiate level at a position that uh, takes a lot of hits, that takes a lot of physicality. The Saints, they're a mess in regards to the cap. They're a mess in regards to what they need. Drew Brees' departure, I think, will be felt immediately. I know that well, they've got Taysom and Jameis. So what? how do you remedy that at least to taper the, the fire that you're trying to extinguish or put a Band-Aid over what's going on? You supply it with defense. Yep. You try to keep those numbers low on the, other, on the opposing offense so that your offense can stay competitive. So... Adding to their defense, adding an edge rusher definitely helps. Pay, Michigan. I like it. It's a good pick, and you explained it perfectly well. With that in mind, the Green Bay Packers are on the clock. I don't know if their pick is in yet. doesn't look like it is. No, this was actually uh, Patriots. Remember, because they swapped. Correct. 
Oh, they swapped. I thought they were just giving up the 15th overall pick. Oh, they're just giving the 15th. They were being generous. So yes. it's the Green Bay Packers. Yes. Yes. Well, yes. then let's proceed with it, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah. was a miscommunication on my end. I apologize no, for that. Okay. We were going pretty fast. And, I, and here's a, just a food for thought. The actual teams in the Rio NFL draft have 10 minutes. I firmly believe that the teams know who they want. Now you, it could go a lot faster. Now you gotta, you gotta call the guy and tell him he's coming, and he, you gotta get him camera ready. And there's a lot of glitz and glamour that happens that aid those ten minutes. But if there weren't any of that, I think the draft would go a lot faster. Yes, I agree, one hundred percent. The draft could be done in twenty minutes if everyone just kind of gave their picks. Oh yeah, for real. It wasn't <laughs> as long, and it was virtual last year. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Green Bay Packers, uh, his pick is in for the number 29th pick. So the Green Bay Packers uh, load up on defense on this end, and they pick Jason Owe or Owa from Penn State, edge rusher. Jesus. Oh, there's a couple of murmurs out there since. That was a, that's a good pass rusher. That's a good pass rusher. And the the the... Sorry, the Green Bay Packers have actually had a pretty good pass rush in a couple of years. But you can but, never have enough pass rushers. That's, that is true. That's a guarantee in the NFL. So so let, let me get this straight now. The Packers have now, they traded away Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. They added Devontae Smith, and they added a, an edge rusher. I want to give a little teaser for the, the post-draft. How happy is Aaron now? Ooh, that's a good question to answer right now. For just sure. static. He sure is, but I have a question still, and a little. If I'm if I'm a if I'm a Packers fan, I do have a question about it. So we'll get to that one as well. The Buffalo Bills pick is now in. Buffalo is oh, Buffalo. Actually, I just realized that I'm not Buffalo. So anyway, <laughs> Yanko, go ahead, my friend. Here is another draft pick that is the son of a former. NFL great player. Any guesses, guys? Any guesses? Any guesses? Asante, Asante Samuel. Samuel. Asante Samuel Jr. Cornerback going to Buffalo. Florida State, 5'10, 184 pounds. And this kind of still, we talked about cornerbacks earlier, right? The ones that have been taken already. We said that Jalen Ramsey has kind of made the mold for taller cornerbacks. I still mm-hmm. think there's a place for cornerbacks in the league that are 5'10, 5'11 that, that fit that. You have Asante Samuel here. He ha- he grew up in the home of another secondary person. How much did his co- did his dad coach him up? You yeah. know that he got put in there uh, as a young kid to be in NFL ready. Yeah, to be NFL ready. I'll tell you one thing: he didn't show him how to tackle. <laughs> I've seen video on on Asante. That's true. Yeah, I've seen on Asante. You're referring to Asante Senior, right? That's why I said I'm pretty sure he didn't show him how to. Yeah, tackle. I've his seen son. video on Junior uh-huh. and. This guy's a dog, man. Yeah. This guy is. I gotta be honest. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't watched a lot of tape of him. I've just read stuff on him, so I just saw that he looks. His stature is very similar to. He his dad's. reminds me of a little bit, and I might be going a little too far back, but he reminds me of the cornerback that the version of the cornerback that the Tennessee Titans had, in uh, oh his name his name just left me. He's the guy that got in a fight with Andre Finnegan, Johnson, Courtney Finnegan, Courtney Finnegan. Yep, he kind of reminds me of a Courtney Finnegan, small dude. But in your face, makes up just a, a, a raw talent with a dog, man. That'll get up into the Julio Jones' faces, uh, Devontae Adam, in his 
division uh, in the AFC. Is it the NFC, AFC North? Yeah, AFC North. Yes. The Patriots don't have a lot of stellar guys. Uh, the Jets don't have a lot of stellar guys. And the Dolphins will have some. But this is a guy that I think can supply uh, that. The only thing that maybe concerns me, this guy has lived in Florida, played for Florida. What will the weather do to him? But I think he can mm-hmm. adapt. So we've hit the 31st overall pick. And remember, there was a trade before the draft. The Kansas City Chiefs have traded away their first round overall pick to the Baltimore Ravens in exchange for their right tackle, Mr. What was his last name? Campbell, right? Orlando? No, something like that, right? Campbell? Uh, Orlando, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll figure it out. Director's cut. Number 31 with the 31st overall pick, the Baltimore Ravens select Elijah Moore. Wide receiver from Mississippi. So, guys, uh, Lamar Jackson, you got to get him some sort of support at the receiver position. This is getting ridiculous. I feel you get a good receiver and you let Hollywood Brown actually become like a number two. Hollywood Brown is legit, guys. I think he's a legit, really good number two receiver, though. Are you saying that Sammy Watkins isn't enough? Yeah. What? I'm sorry to break it to you, bro. Mr. Mr. Just I, I, kidding. Mr. I trip on a paperclip and tear my ACL. Sorry. Oh, but Anyways. he's gotten paid, man. I'll trip on the paperclip daily if I get that kind of bread to be in the. So the Super Bowl 2020 Super Bowl, no, 2021 Super Bowl champs are now on the board. Mr. Irrelevant for our purposes, even though that's not Mr. Irrelevant, but Mr. Number 32. So let me tell you guys. Um, this is a very hard pick. Why? Because this team does not have a lot of holes. I'm going to be straight up with you. I've, I've gone over. I, I checked. Uh, so they're taking offers and they're taking calls. Yes. So whoever wants to climb up to 32, uh, swap and maybe throw a, a second or a third. Uh, we won't get too greedy here. Um, the Buccaneers are all ears. So I've sent an offer. Let me know what you think. If it Very is, well. if it is, the trade is is ready and the pick would be in. Uh, so the Bills have made an offer. Uh, Yunko, anything that you have to say for that, or you're good? I think uh, the coach and the owner did stuff without me knowing as a GM. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for uh, purposes, uh, the Bills uh, offered a swap. So the Buccaneers were forfeit the number one overall, and in compensation, um, the Buccaneers would get an extra second round pick. Yes, they get the Bills' um, second round pick, basically. So go right ahead. It's now the Bills. So the Bills, uh, one of the biggest issues that they have is they got absolutely no run game. We saw it against the Chiefs in the divisional game. They literally threw the ball every single time. So the Clemson running back, Travis Etienne, Very comes nice. in, fifth-year option, opportunity, second-best running back. Some say he's actually better than Najee Harris. He just doesn't have as much hype behind it. Would be a heck of a pick here for the Bills that are That just, guy's a beast, man. Straight sure up. Is. Notable I, to – Notable I watched say. a bunch of Clemson football and playoffs and stuff, and that guy's a little like wrecking ball, and he, he has is. speed galore. Sorry, he, Ingo. He no, no, no. I, I, I pulled a Charlie and interrupted you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice. uh, Travis Etienne. He's your more prototypical guy. 5'10", 205, a bowling ball. Like you said, he played in a big division. Played against Alabama. Still had good numbers. Played with Trevor. Uh, played with Dabo Sweeney, a good coach. A senior, 
which uh, he played this four full years. I have personally high hopes for him because along the lines of what you said, Josh, I saw a lot of Clemson football, and I think he can produce at the next level. Yeah. I don't think he has a lot of uh, things to be able to have on the side of judgment that he would become a bust. However, anything can happen. I think the running back position is now, as of late, because the, the NFL has become more pass-happy, hasn't been as coveted as it was before. I, I would go back maybe 10, 15 years when a running back would be drafted a lot higher than what mm-hmm. they are now and got paid more at what the market dictated then than what it is now. But at running back, I think you have Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, and then it kind of starts to fall off a little bit after that where you can get solid running backs in the second, third, or fourth round. Yep. Yep. I think it's there's a, there's a category of the best and then – a lot, a lot drop. So that's always a contra- controversial pick or position uh, that a lot of teams say that you should never draft a running back in the first round unless they're a transcendent talent, which right now it's kind of hard to determine that, right? Because offenses of how they're shaped. Uh, but I agree. I mean, if, if you think that you have the, the dude and you can pick up the fifth year option, there's another rule of thumb that a lot of experts say that you never, never give a running back a second contract. You use them and abuse them the first five years. If they were drafted in the first round, pick up their fifth year option and just let them walk. DeMarco Murray. Uh, You know, so it's true. Ezekiel Elliott, uh, a lot of names. Do you spend that on Saquon? I don't know. But again, it's the controversy right behind the position. I think think they don't get, they don't, running backs today won't get money like Zeke did. Not every owner is Jerry Jones, right? Right. To produce the no, to produce numbers and to be a productive running back, you'll stay in the league. You just won't get high money. So let's say for, yeah. I, I want to use example like Mark Ingram, right? He did great, but he's still in the league. So he'll get paid through longevity if he can stay healthy a running at the running back position, but you won't get the big juicy contract. Now, if you can say to let's say we'll use this as an example, Travis Ntn, he does a good four years in Buffalo. Buffalo can say, you know what, we'll give you another three-year deal, and that'll probably be his biggest contract that he'll get, and then he can bounce around or settle for a, a restructured and then do a one-year and then a one-year. The thing with the with the football league is a lot of ex-players will say that the NFL is not for long, right? And running backs are definitely applicable to the not-for-long uh, acronym that's football carries especially at that, like I said, at that position, the running back is you have to go also to a system that will use you. You're there's a bunch of teams that don't use the running back at what we, or at least not, I'm not going to speak for you guys. What I think could be, you have teams like the complete opposite spectrum, like the Raiders that still carry a fullback. And then you have teams like what Buffalo did that they could, their running back wasn't super consistent, but they, they, uh, they need something. They need to help Josh Allen, and they need to at least, I think, spread the ball a little bit more. Absolutely. I, I think this was a cool experiment, though, overall. It's safe to say, guys, that we are probably going to hit about, like, 12% of this whole draft, more than likely. If I we, I wrote down my picks. If I hit on any of them, I'm going to be super ecstatic. Me too, bro. It's going to be so awesome. Would so, you guys be blown except, away? except Trevor Lawrence. That's uh, Except that one. Right. Yeah, that's a lot. If Josh hits on Justin Fields, bro, 
I will buy him some Whataburger after he gets out of meeting. What? Hey, you can uh, order over here too. Dude. Okay, so 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 <laughs> this is this is the thing again. Um, Spend some in and out, and I'll do it. To be honest with you, uh, to be honest with you, I think the Jets are in the worst position in the draft. Yeah, I agree. Why? Because they're gonna they're inheriting a dumpster fire. I'm not I'm I'm not gonna go against Salah because maybe he turns out to be a, a great head coach for all we I'll know. Right. You're right. But that's that's a huge project, man. And if history shows us is that the Jets, number one, they're a terrible organization. Number two, the media is rough on any rookie quarterback. So in my eyes, you got to plug in a player there that is most quarterback ready, not named uh, Mac Jones. Yep. So between Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, and Justin Fields, who's ready to play now? Trey Lance is a project in a way, but if he works out, he's going to be amazing. The same can be said about Zach Wilson. So it's kind of damn if you do, damn if you don't kind of thing, you know? Uh, but for, it's, yeah. For what they got back, though, wouldn't it have made more sense, I feel, that the Jets keep Sam Darnold and draft the quarterback? I would have done that. Because I, I, I feel you just said it. There's so many holes to fix in the Jets. And you technically had a quarterback. I, I don't know. I, I feel you didn't fix anything as of right now. I, I like the Landon Dickerson pick. But other than that, it, it's it's I don't know. I, I feel you would have had a more guarantee to not break because Zach Wilson, who I still feel is going number two, you might break a once in a lifetime generation kind of quarterback. He might be broken and might, and, and you know, quarterbacks end up broken really quick, and they sometimes they, it's not that they weren't good; they were just put into the wrong situation. That's a tough situation, no matter how you slice it. Even if you draft Zach Wilson, it, even if it would have been Trevor Lawrence. That would have been rough, man. Let me let me ask you guys this. Do you guys remember RG3 and Kirk Cousins being drafted in the same yeah. draft year, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of creating a little bit of uh, that chaos. And I think it was because Kyle Kyle was there at Washington at the time, right? Yep. Although he it was actually wanted, his dad, his dad okay, that wanted him. You wanted Kirk, but yes. the owner wanted RG3. Mm-hmm. And we know how that played out now. And I think it's it's needless to say that but I'm going to say it anyway, that Kirk has had a better career. Yeah. The reason I bring that up, guys, and I'm going to go a little homer on Texas. Texas has Kellen Mond, Texas A&M, Shane Buchel, SMU, and Sam Ellinger, Texas, that are going, that are draft ready and ranked higher-ish in the uh, draft boards for quarterback. Now, let's say... We'll use the Jets as an example. You've got Justin Fields. You've ju- you've got your guy. Do you go out and get someone like one of these quarterbacks as a maybe a, a plan B? Maybe someone that fall some of these guys that fall into the third, fourth round. You don't want to create too much, but if you're Salah and you're starting and you have so much to do for, what if Justin Fields? I mean. Or who do we have him go? Yeah, Justin Fields doesn't end up being great. You're 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 shooting your shot. You've got two guys there. You've got someone that you can give maybe to push Justin Fields. Or if Justin Fields doesn't turn out, you've got someone like Kellen Mond, who you know he plays in the SEC, six three, two seventeen senior, who has an arm who can play, but gives maybe Justin a little bit of run for his money. Or if he shows to be good, you trade him out. So they say you get him in the fourth, you can trade him out later for like a second. Kind of flip it. 
So I, I like your brain of thought. I, I do think it's a train of thought. I think it's, it's a good idea, but I would caution it because I feel when you're in, I think what the, what the Redskins did, we got to remember it caused all causes, all, all sorts of chaos in the organization as well. So I feel you do something like that and it can ultimately backfire as well. Not only are you affecting the guy you're drafting or you're telling him, Hey, if you don't work out, we got someone here to take over your position. So you can almost diminish the confidence coming in. So I don't disagree with it. I just feel it could have some bad results for the development of that player as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that- for sure. My, my, my take, and I guess just to wrap up regarding the jets, uh, my take, if I were to been a GM in that position is I would have kept just, I would have kept Sam Darnold and I would have traded the second overall pick and just get a, bunch of draft capital across the board because it would have been somebody willing to move to number two, you know, to get a quarterback. That could have and been then from there, yeah. That would have been the that would have been the Niners. You could have just moved up from there and then you could have really like, you know, start filling holes everywhere and build off of that. But now, man, you're putting this kid in a tough position no matter who you get. Right. You're gonna be the savior of the franchise guy, by the way. And uh, we don't have a lot to offer, that's, so that's yeah. a great point, Josh. Because now you're putting someone like, let's say, disregarding our mock draft, you're putting someone like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones in a position of pressure. Look, dude, yeah. we traded up to get you. Look, dude, you're number two. Look, dude, you're number one. Now you are the franchise starting now instead of being combed into. So let's take it for example, Jordan Love, who sat behind Aaron. Let's use someone like Jimmy who sat behind Tom. Now they've had some experience and they can perform in the NFL a lot more comfortably that I yeah. think mentally helps them produce more in regards to a, a kid because these are kids coming yes. into the NFL and being expected to carry a franchise now. It, it's, it's, um, I would say that if these quarterbacks end up working out, whichever one of these quarterbacks, even Trevor Lawrence, as much as we say that he's the next coming of Jesus, it's it's still impressive because of what you just said, Yanko. The pressure behind it, even though they've been told their whole life they're amazing, the pressure to be the franchise quarterback of an NFL team is huge. So it, 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 it it's just it, – So, it's, it's so my, my question to you guys, I guess changing gears a little bit, and let's just consider – just consider the top half of, of the draft. Mm-hmm. So from one to 16. Okay. Uh, let, let's do, let, let me, I'm going to ask you two questions. Number one, which one do you think, which pick, and it's not to critique the way of thinking of any of us three, because we're, again, we're just having fun with this, but which one would you say? Not that necessarily it was overreach, but it was kind of a bizarre move. We're talking about like our picks. Yes, between one and sixteen. Yankel's gonna say Parsons. <laughs> no, I, look, he man, wanted him. I know that. I mean, I mean, look, Josh, I, I want, I want Parsons. And off air, uh, Josh and I did talk about uh, the needs, and we both, before telling each other what we wanted, we both agreed that. That was it. Like we both had the same answer. We instantly became best friends. But anyway, <laughs> the the fact of the matter is that the Raiders have a lot of holes on the defense, and someone like that man. I mean, I'm not saying that Micah Parsons is going to be the next new coming, the next you know uh, great linebacker, but you're 
filling the gap. And that's why I had a little bit of a problem with what uh, Josh did at offensive line. I think offensive line, yeah, they dismantled it. But I really feel that that's a Raider move. That's a Raider move. And I don't have a problem with Josh. I have a problem because that's what stereotypically or historically the Raiders will do. They'll go and like make a pick that you're like, what? what are you doing? What are you doing? And we need we need defense. And I really hope they go defense. I really hope that if Micah Parsons is someone that is is as expected to be, I would even support if the Raiders move up a little bit to lock it down. Get someone that you that that makes sense for the team and lock it down. They made a, a couple of guys uh leave Oakland. I mean sorry, director's cut, Las Vegas to San Francisco that you guys picked up. Two defensive yeah. tackles that yep. Arden Key. Uh, uh, you know, it, it was with okay. their defensive line, I'm kind of interested because coming in just to just to sub your players but, on, on. But Josh, down. what did you say that, that? What's the critique with those two guys going over there, and then what we got? We basically swapped. Yep, we swapped Salomon Thomas for Mulhurst and Arden Key. Yep, that's exactly what happened. Now, this is my take, and yeah, I mean, I would I was pretty pissed, but I was just teasing. But I would say from my perspective and, 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 and not, not necessarily criticizing your pick, but I'm saying the sense of direction if I were there or how I see the team is I would say number four, Trey Lance. Yeah. Um, why? Because the Falcons issue is not offense. You know, they can, okay. If the head coach and, and I, his name eludes me, right. But if the head coach thought that that situation at quarterback wasn't great or the offense wasn't the greatest, he wouldn't have taken that job. I think his name is Arthur Smith, if I'm not mistaken. The OC um, from the Titans. Right. So the, the issue was not offense in, in, in Atlanta. Uh, so it wasn't quarterback because Matt Ryan's stable. He's healthy. Yeah, he's not the, the most mobile quarterback, but he can move the ball. He can move the ball throughout the field. So I don't think that's the issue. If anything, I would say you're going to have to move off from Julio and look at now the reports are coming out, right? You're going to have to pick Kelvin Ridley eventually because they're going to probably pick up the fifth-year option because he was a first-round pick. So what do you do at offense? I would have gone Kyle Pitts because, man, that, that just adds and, the dynamic to it yep. and address that knee later. And the mock drafts have Kyle Pitts going to Atlanta. So you're absolutely right. I just – you know, I, I think yeah. it goes both I ways. Yeah. I don't hate it. I really don't hate I, I agree with what you're saying, Josh. But at the same time, I, I, I also agree with the other Josh when you mentioned also how sometimes a quarterback falls into a good situation and mm-hmm. can make a huge career out of it. So when you have a mentor like Matt Ryan, the situation could be absolutely beautiful for Trey Lance two or three years from now. So now, they, what I, do you I, think I, is going to happen the moment – I'm sorry to bring you up, Charlie. I did a Charlie move there. Sorry. Oh, um, I like it. Um, in my eyes, is Atlanta, the moment they start losing games and you pick up Trey Lance, what are they going to want? That's true. And it's not even Matt Ryan's fault. Right. But, oh, bench Matt Ryan. He's done. This, that, and the other. Nobody's going to trade. Oh, well, you know, say never because Carson and Jar- Jar- Jared Goff, it was an insane amount and they traded, right? Yeah, but, nowadays, anything's really. Like, yeah. Anything's- but I, I see it from both perspectives, though. I, I, so, I get it. So I got, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, go I'm gonna critique one, one of my cr- critique would actually be my pick from number six, the Mac Jones, and not necessarily because of of having to go up there and get the quarterback. You know, the, the Broncos are in a tight situation. It sucks because they should have lost more games to be in a better situation. They didn't, 
And now they're outside looking in. They they can't unless if the Falcons do this particularly and pick up Trey Lance, they are so screwed. Because at that point, that would mean not even the Niners are interested in Mac Jones. So that would mean everybody agrees with the take of Mac Jones being an eh kind of quarterback. So what always happens? We look back into history and every single time the, the, the last team to pick a quarterback in the first round, normally, I'm not saying always, but normally, they just take the quarterback that nobody wanted and they're like, oh, we got to take a quarterback anyway. And it almost feels like you're wasting your pick. Now, I did the trade. I even traded up to do it. Why? Because the Broncos need to do it. They got to do something. If they don't do it now, they're not going to do it next year because the, their draft class apparently stinks for next year. So then I don't know what to do out of that. So before Here's, I transition, oh, go ahead, Nico. Go ahead. Go ahead. A question for you guys, and this is about Mac Jones. If Mac Jones falls past 10, if he doesn't make it in the top 10, do you guys think he falls out of the first round? No. He stays in the. You guys think he stays in the first round? I, I actually so. think the opposite. You do. I think he. It, it's kind of like a Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers type deal, because to me, Mac Jones. We got to remember, guys, that he was in the same quarterback class or room, better said, as Tua, and as Jalen Hurts. Right now, Jalen moved out, let went to Oklahoma, because Tua took over. And then Tua, you know, he got hurt or whatever. And then you started hearing about Mac Jones and Mac Jones. And I don't think any of us are well-versed enough with college football to know the depth of Mac Jones and where he comes from. I just, my hesitancy is, is that there's a lot of, it's either really high hype or not at all. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no middle. And as we've seen in, in the past, for guys like that who start to drop, there starts to be like a little bit more of a question mark. And then the bad, the small bad things, maybe the most minuscule of things that they saw starts to be highlighted, right? Like, oh, like the movie, like the movie draft. Day like almost. in draft day. Exactly. And that's a, that's a reality. I think for, yeah. for Mac Jones, where he, if he doesn't get in the top 10, maybe even top 15, because not all these teams need a quarterback. He might fall to the second or third. And so, now it's affecting his money. Now it's affecting yeah. his confidence. Now it's affecting the draft overall. Mm-hmm. I, I, just to just to argue that real quick, I, I I do agree that as soon as he falls off the top ten, teams are going to be like, uh oh, okay, I, I I'm not really sure I want to invest my first round pick, but I keep going back to that fifth year option. You you do have that luxury of saying, okay, I have him for an extra year guaranteed. So a team like the like the Patriots, the teams like the Washingtons of the world, the the Steelers of the world. You, you yeah. never know, you know, it, no, it yeah, can happen. Right. But but I agree with the with the statement that it could be uh, uh, absolutely caution to for sure. My question to you two real quick would be looking at those same top 16 for you guys to answer. Who would you say out of these, obviously not Trevor Lawrence, because I feel he's the biggest value regardless. Who would you say got the best value for what they did in the top Be- 10 best bang for their buck? To, and let's call it the draft. Who got the best bang for the buck? I think the Panthers, man. I think the Panthers landing Kyle Pitts is a win for them. Yeah, yeah, I would agree to that too because it's not because I picked it, but it's look at how everything kind of aligned itself. Uh, Anything after number four for Kyle is a win for any of those teams. Yeah, yeah. And I could see him. I could see him going to Cincinnati, but I think the fact that we saw the Joe Burrow injury. Yes. Is a is a pause for concern because they can't even go receiver and pair him up with T Higgins, but I, I, I they used to be teammates, exactly. So 
You could, I think the, the most important thing there is protecting your asset. And you have two premier tackles that are probably going to go in top 10. And I mean, pick your poison, whether it be Rashawn Slater or whether it be Penny Soul, you need to protect Joe Burrow. And once you have that in, in line, that, that'll, that'll be it. My, my only, uh, and my only beef with the top half was the pick for the Giants in New York, the Christian Darasaw. Solid offensive guy. It's not against the guy. It's against the needs of the Giants. The Giants, they need a cornerback. They need an edge rusher or they need a wide receiver. I don't feel like a wide receiver, they have a statement or a staple to say, that's our guy. That's our leader. That's our number one. Our wide receiver. They had Golden Tate. I think uh, Sterling Shepard. He's still there. He's still there. These are, but they went to go with Kenny Galladay. And they Slayton went to go is pretty good. Slayton is good, but Galladay, yeah, it's their sign. But why? Why did he? Leave, why did Detroit let him go? And they picked up Kyle Rudolph, also from Minnesota, and they already have Evan Ingram. No, but 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 I I understand where Yank was coming from. Really, really, I don't feel there's much confidence in that wide receiver room. Completely tight no. end room. You you don't really get scared by looking at that room. You know, Kyle Rudolph maybe six years ago. Evan, yeah. oh, Evan but I, I think I see Good. it's kind of weird, man. But I, I kind of see the Giants with an identity now. Why? Because they're all in now. So now it's Daniel Jones. You know what? It now is the time to shine. So I, I see your point too. Uh, but I think it kind of goes back to the same thing. Um, it's protecting Daniel Jones. True. Because offensive line for the Giants has been a little questionable. And even in their drafts, I don't know if you guys remember, but they picked this tackle really high. Man, what is Eric Flowers? And he was terrible. And he was picked that left tackle. Even and the I commentators that, would pick on him too. And it's the same year, I think, that... Uh, 69 that, overall uh, in Madden. That Hernandez was from UTEP, was drafted to to the Giants as well. So I, I that was the thought process behind it. But yeah, man, it's and look at look at your division, guys. In the NFC East, you've got C.D. Lamb, star... For the for the Cowboys, you've got uh, McLaren, McLaren, in in Washington. Scary Terry, Scary Terry, and then the is it Regler, Regler for Rager, Rager, Rager for the Eagles. So all of them have a number one presence. You you have to keep up and kind of keep up. This is going to sound ironic, right? But keep up with the Joneses. Yes, as a saying in your division at least. And to, you need a number one guy. You know, your wide receivers that are left or that we didn't pick up, I don't think Devontae Smith would have been a good fit. They need a sizable dude. Yeah, Kenny Galladay is there, but I don't think his endurance is going to be there. I want to get proven wrong. I'm a little salty with Kenny Galladay because I picked his butt up <laughs> in fantasy and he didn't do jack. But the fact of the matter is, is that at wide receiver, there are some sizable guys that you can go get, like the guy from LSU, like the guy uh, from uh, Alabama that you can plug in and help Daniel Jones. And I think Daniel Jones' speed is underrated also, just as a, a quick uh, little n- nugget there. Well, this is this was fun, though. So I say, Josh, I don't know if you can print that out or, or a screenshot at the end, the whole thing. It'd be cool if we can post it on our IG and then just kind of see where we go Thursday afternoon. As as the rumors start coming in, see where we are. If jo- if again, if Josh hits on Justin Fields, we are gonna we're gonna make this this podcast go twice as big in fan base for sure. <laughs> are we gonna critique the bottom half? 
Now, just to, just as a point uh, in order, uh, remember there was some trades, so it goes yeah. a, a little weird I'll, there. I'll, like, we can mention that in the in the notes. Like for instance, really yeah, nine Mac Jones, and then you know fifteen, and I think it was nineteen, and the Niners with uh, number nine. Yeah, we can get we can go over that to definitely put it in the notes uh, for on the IG page uh, for that. I do want to pick uh, a little bit at the second half there because I had some some questionable questions. More questionable than the questions, half. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go right ahead, Mr. Yanko. Shoot away. So I want to I want to shoot first at the Steelers' quarterback pick. Mm-hmm. Kyle Trask. Yeah. Kyle Trask. I I read the reports on him and how he start he started gaining steam late as the as the combine started or the pro days started coming through. I just think that's a reach for the Steelers. I think they could have gotten him in the second, maybe. And for me, the steel the steel curtain, the Steelers in a division that you have the Bengals, the I mean, it's not currently now, right? But stereotypically, the Vontes Perfect Bengals, the Ray Lewis, since uh, Cincinnati, <laughs> Ray Lewis, Baltimore Ravens. You've got the Steel Curtain and in, in Steel City, and then now moving to now, what the Browns have, you got to shore up your defense. You got Bud Dupree that left. You've got the guy who got injured. I mean, that sucks. But the guy who got injured, he was a, a baller on the defensive side. Uh, defense they they need to i feel like they need to shore up a little bit so maybe they could have gone for an edge they could have gone for a linebacker or someone in the secondary at any level and and gotten still kyle trask maybe in the second or third so i was afraid of kyle trask falling past new orleans to be honest because i think someone like new orleans can get a project behind james winston just in case especially because of the whole money issue and and to be fair i do feel that the the Steelers did lose out on, on their pass rusher, dude. But the, the the Steelers defense, I could arguably say, was the best defense in the NFL last year. I I really think they were the best defense. Mike Tomlin has that team going every single year. So my take on it was, we go on it now, guarantee it. I think they have the luxury to be able to hold off and wait to see. But I I totally I totally see where you're coming from. I I, I think if he gets past the Saints. I could totally see him being there in the second round, third round. I feel, though, as a Steelers guy, I can't wait. I got to take him now and just guarantee that I have something other than being – guys, we got to remember, Big Ben is no guarantee. Remember two years ago, what happened the moment Big Ben went? And as bad as Big Ben was last year, if Big Ben goes down, this team cannot even cannot win with Duck Hodges or what was the Dwayne other Dwayne Haskins is on their team, too. And the Steelers? Uh-huh. Which I, I I thought he was with the Panthers. Okay. No. I agree. I agree, Junko. Um, I think at that point, I mean, it's not to critique, right? But, I mean, that's what we do, right? Yep. Um, I would have gone a different direction. I would have gone the running back route. So, I actually had Travis Etienne going to Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. That's uh, a good one. Yeah, because I would have done that too. Pittsburgh, um, yeah, I see what you're saying with Big Ben. Um. But I think it really showed a lot of commitment, at least when the owner sat down with him and said, what do you want to do? Do you want to write this thing again? So you got commitment from Ben and then you had Dwayne Haskins sitting. I'm not I don't I'm not saying that Dwayne is an heir apparent, but he's going to a stable franchise and he's going to learn from Big Ben for that year. So perhaps they could make that transition over. But, yeah, it's it's understood. Right. They're, they're not going to be able to to win with Doug Hodges or this other dude that got hit in the helmet with by Miles Garrett. I forgot his oh, name. Randolph. Oh, Randolph. 
Randolph. So yeah. and Big Ben is thirty nine years old. Mason yeah. Rudolph, no. I'm just Mason, Mason Rudolph, not Randolph. Mason, Rudolph, yeah. yes. I'm 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 honestly just scared because I feel Dwayne Haskins is a butt. I, I he's he's not going anywhere. I don't I don't believe any franchise can save him. I just don't like his traits really, and I just feel there's no plan. I believe the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I'm not even surprised if, if we don't get a curveball and they find themselves in the top ten sometime on Thursday. It, it would not shock me to see something like that happen. But yeah, another any, one. Any final thoughts on the on the another one? Picks? Elijah Moore to the Ravens. Isn't him and Hollywood Brown kind of the same guy? They are, but they, there's not that much out there anyway. But he's another receiver. I, I just they need something else. Who other than than Hollywood Brown is out there right now? I just feel that maybe not not knocking on Elijah Moore, but size, man. And now, look at, the, look the, at the Niners receivers. None of them yeah, and that's what I was going to go towards. The benefit is that because Lamar Jackson is so mobile, these guys are fast. I I just feel like one hit and they're done. Like one solid <laughs> good for hit. Sure. I mean, Elijah Moore is 5'9". Yeah. In no, a, no, for sure. In a division that she is He needs to go fast. train with uh, Tyreek Hill. And that's and my other up. side. Imagine, you know, I mean, Tyree Kill, what is he, 5'10", right? Like 5'10". 5'10", 5'10 or something. stupid fast. Yeah, he is. And he's bold, man. He's, he has he's, bold. he's a big dude. Like well, you guys, uh, off, not draft subject, but go and catch the video of T.O. racing a foot race against uh, the Cheetah. And T.O. can still, he still has some wheels, man. He still has some wheels. I'd like to see that. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's a it it's a good video. Uh, and then the last question I had was: Is Aaron now happy if we go with our mock draft? Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay because you guys went and got uh, what was it? An edge rusher and and a receiver, which they really don't get receivers for him, and that's mind boggling to me. And maybe because he they think that he can elevate the play. Mart MVS is probably an example of someone that he's elevated to play. Lazard. Uh, Lazard. We know that his number one is oh my gosh, what's his name? Devante. Devante. We know Adams. that that's yeah, that that's his number one. But they really, really haven't helped him out. Aaron. His number two is Aaron Jones, really. Yeah, yeah, and talk about a steal, right? He got went I think in the fifth. Aaron yeah, Jones did something like that. He fell, but. Does, to, does to this answer, make Aaron happy? To answer your question, I'm going to say it does make Aaron happy, but I don't think it makes this team 100% better, and I think it still has one major flaw, and it's the middle linebacker position. Remember, they just released Kirksey, who was their starter, and, and that's not to say that Kirksey was good. Kirksey sucked, and they still didn't address the linebacker position in the, in the free agency class. I feel there's really good linebackers, historically speaking. You can find them in the third or fifth rounds, but... You got to go to have a, you have a good scouting department. It's been a long time since the Packers have had a good middle linebacker. I would, you you took the thought right out of my head. The last time they had a, a good duo was uh, long haired AJ Hawk, AJ Hawk and Clay AJ Matthews. Hawk and Clay Matthews. That duo was good when they were fresh. Yes, and even then they were pass rusher linebackers. So talking, but they could middle, cover. Yeah, they could. But when was the last time they had a real think about middle linebacker? Not not outside. But those two are good, absolutely, and that was a while ago. But I want you guys to think middle linebacker. What was the last? I think the last one that I remember is Nick Barnett. Nick Barnett was there. Yeah, yeah, Barnett was good. But that was Nick Barnett. Six, seven years ago, give or take. Mm, Yeah, give or take. Give or take. 
they they haven't they haven't had a good linebacker. And remember, linebackers are the quarterback of the defense. So it doesn't matter how good your pass rush and your safety is. If you don't have a good linebacker, you're gonna struggle when it because you don't have a captain of the defense. That would be my take. I think Aaron Rodgers is happy though. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers is happy gives you a really good fighting chance. If Jordan, marriage. if Jordan Love leaves, right? Let's say that this situation happens. I think Aaron gets extended. And they still draft a quarterback, but now you're looking at a quarterback in the fourth, fifth round. <laughs> what, what, what did I take? Uh, Kyle, what was it? Kyle Trask, maybe? <laughs> in the future? Kyle Trask. I mean, Kyle Trask. I, I, still I be think there. that that's the more upsetting thing to Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. That you spend, it's fine if you want to draft quarterback, but you spend a first round pick. You you trade it back to go get a quarterback that does yeah. nothing for you right now. If you want to draft my heir apparent, that's fine. No point intended. But it's in the fashion that you did it. Instead of addressing other needs that you already have, mm-hmm. you're, you're wasting a first round pick on a guy that no matter what is going to have to sit for at least what? a year or two. Yes. And Josh, to elude that point, I know I was the one who brought up the trade with you with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Mm-hmm. I feel that that will never happen because I don't think to that same point that you're saying about Aaron Rodgers, as much as the Tampa Bay Bucks are a ridiculously stacked team, there is no way on hell they're building for the future. They are going to pick no. the best player available at 32. Whoever yeah. it is, it does not matter. They are picking number unless it's a quarterback. They are not. It doesn't matter. They are picking the best I, player available to make this team even better. And I know Josh said that number 32 is probably one of the picks that you're like, eh, because you could go 33 and, you know, trade up or whatever. But that this year, I, I will venture out to say that whoever the Bucks get at 32 is one of the most fortunate draft picks ever because you're going to a team full of experience that won't, I don't think, will have a Super Bowl hangover. And you get to play with the GOAT. You get to and see you, the GOAT in action. You get to, yes. you're surrounded by talent that could repeat as a Super Bowl winner. Yanko, whoever they draft at 32 won't even be able to hit the starting 22 because guess what? All 22 starters are coming back. Yeah, That's how stacked this team is. So you get to sit back and observe and learn. Man, this it's awesome. I, I think it's been a really fun learning experience. I think we learned a lot. I think it, it taught us a lot towards maybe the future time we get to do something like this. Uh, I think we 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 realize it's a lot harder than it seems, for sure. And it's got to be stressful to be a general manager. So, guys, remember, if you guys want to join us on Thursday, hit us up. We'll let you know what you got to do to be in there with us. We'd love to have each member of every team, fan base, just pitch in and throw some comments on there. And hopefully we'll, we, we'll have to figure something out so that our podcast doesn't go over a gazillion hours. But I'm sure we'll have a good solution by then. But what do you guys think, guys? Any final thoughts before we go to like the director's cut or director's channel or director's echo or forgot what Yankel said? I think this is a a special a special podcast because this is something that we'll do once a year. Yes. Yeah. And there's sure there's, that a, there's a lot of uh, we could be a hundred percent wrong, but I'm gonna be happy if any of us get one of these right. <laughs> For sure. For sure. It'll be How so crazy cool. will it be? Okay, this is just a hypothetical. If everything, if we at least hit in half of this, not name Trevor Lawrence. I am going crazy on social media. Oh, with bro, this. we are posting. That's why I said we got to post this on IG because at least there's like actual proof out there of what we did. Like, and actually, we did it Monday. Okay. So it's not like people that? can say, oh, can't yeah. You, you, can, you can upload it. No, uh, Josh, because you did it on NFL.com. 
I'm actually going to send it. I'm going to send it to you guys already right now. I already took a picture of it. And you should, if we didn't post, we have the voice where this is going to be our podcast. So we could, we could reference to it. Not that, you know. No, it doesn't matter. But, but either way, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. You should upload it on NFL.com and put it like CYJ or something. Just that'd be cool. See how we, we, what we, how we go against other people. For the beginning of the draft, it will be Charlie and Yenko. And then as we progress, uh, Josh will uh, try to jump in and see uh, where we're at. The draft runs long, so we might, you know, have a couple of uh, dead moments here. But that's what makes it better because we are we're having an open invite. Mm-hmm. Come on in. We'll share the stuff uh, to be able to log in. The, I don't think, and we're still deciding, but I don't think this will be something that we'll post because of the length of time Correct. as one of our episodes. But this will be a live jump in. Let's go. Let's talk. And it could go football, and it could go in any direction, but let's uh, let's keep it sports. We'll keep it sports related. And the best part of the draft, aside from watching your team pick, I know Charlie is going to go at uh, going to be uh, have a quick answer at number three. Is what Charlie said earlier. the The array of food that you set up with, at least I know I do for the draft. Right, I set up. I got my favorite drink. I got my favorite munchies. I've got my favorite this. I sit back and then I go, ooh, ah, why are they? Okay. (laughs) And then I immediately jump on like one of the websites and see like what they've graded those teams, right? And I'm going to want to do that too. I'm going to want to kind of grade ourselves and be honest with ourselves. I think I showed our transparency and our honesty when I picked the linebacker, Micah, for the Cardinals instead of letting it fall to where... As a Raider fan, I wanted to fall uh, to the to Las Vegas, but I'm 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 pumped for for Thursday. Me too. I think uh, this is the one time of the year. Think about it. It's the one time in the entire year that all 32 teams are optimistic. That all 32 teams are playing at the same time, basically. Because yep. even if your team isn't in the first round, there's a chance they could at any moment trade into the first round. So. That'll be exciting. I don't know if there's any chance that Josh might jump with us before it's, you know, at the beginning, just a little bit. I don't know if there's any chance. If not, it's no big deal. But for sure, maybe a little bit after, depending on how the circumstances go. It'll be cool because it'll be the first time maybe we might have to edit the actual podcast. I know we haven't edited them here. We just kind of get it and stream it as it goes. It's very raw. Uh, Maybe this Thursday we might be able to do that. Just kind of edit it a little bit. But any final thoughts, guys, before we run on out and get ready for Thursday? I've got some. What's up? I got some. So I wasn't on the podcast last week. So <laughs> I listened to it and I wrote a couple of things down. And let me tell you something. Last week's uh, episode was, I mean, complete homer on you, Charlie, man. You talked about the Niners a ton. Did I, yeah, I think I did. Yeah, yeah, we did, we did, we did. And we did. I, know, I know the conversation kind of steered that way. But I don't, what I want to really put out there is that for our listeners that do listen, I don't want to really hype into our fandom, right? There was some talk today, and, and I was guilty of it, about talking about the Raiders and about the linebacker that should have been drafted and what Josh did and what I, he didn't do and uh, theoreticals, right? But it's easy to fall into and have tunnel vision uh, with the team that we'd like. So mm-hmm. I want to issue a challenge to the CYJ podcast. I want to talk about teams that we haven't talked about at all. I, first one that comes to mind, we don't hardly talk about the Minnesota Vikings. We don't hardly talk about, uh, let's say, and we've talked about that. We talk about the NFC West a lot. We talk about, uh, we've talked about 
some teams because they're in the news for bad things. But we don't really talk about the Titans. We don't really talk about... Uh, we've talked about a little bit about the Brownies, but we don't really talk about the Bengals. So I want to challenge the CYJ podcast that let's talk about teams that necessarily that we don't see a lot, but the draft is going to give us an opportunity to catapult those conversations into teams that we don't talk about a lot. And so that we're not so... So that we're not such homers. I think we're going to be homers during the season because we're going to be on the emotional roller coaster of the NFL season and how we're going to be either upset on Tuesdays and how that's going to leak into the next week's podcast or on Mondays if they play on the weekends, right? Let's let's really put our homer fandom aside and talk about the teams that don't get a lot of uh, light or a lot of attention. For sure, bro. For sure. Absolutely. I don't even remember how we got to the Niners conversations. Did we discuss? I think it's just second nature for you, bro. No, there was a few directed questions towards the Niners last week. I know for a fact. Just because I think I, I think a lot has to do with the fact that the Niners have been. I, I think a lot of people are questioning what they're going to do in the draft, right? Yeah, I think it's so, they're in the spotlight right now. So they're in the, the they're in the spotlight. They made, they made a lot of a headway when they drafted up or when they moved up in the draft. I think otherwise we would have been been focused on number three, which is technically who should have been number three. Houston, right? Miami. Miami. Oh, Houston yeah. got it from Miami. Miami got it from got Houston. It. Yep. So check so this out. Miami, Miami could have technically be drafting at number three. And yep. what's what is the other pick that they had before they traded with Philadelphia again? So number so Miami, Miami really was a disruptor in this year's draft. Yes, they were straight 12. up. They were number 12 also. So it just goes to show you. No, it's it's right. it's it's a crazy it's a crazy trade. And remember, this is as of right now. I it's a guarantee. We could sign it anywhere. There'll be more drafts on on Thursday, guaranteed. There's always oh, I'm sure there, there's always something that you do not see coming at all, or a player that you don't see coming at all. And you're like, what? Will there be another Mitch Trubisky? Yeah, there will. There will. will. There... All right. Quick last hot take before this draft. One, one big hot take. Trevor Lawrence is not going to be the best quarterback of this draft. I'll take a bigger hot take. I think there's a chance that Trevor Lawrence doesn't go number one. What? Oh, my God. Yeah, man. Okay. So you're saying, like, something happens from here to Thursday? Suddenly, Baker Mayfield stuff comes starts coming out. and he's No, I don't think that there's news that comes out. I think Trevor Lawrence... I don't think he falls out of the top five, but I think there's a possibility. And hear me out, guys. I think there's a possibility that Jacksonville doesn't take him. Urban Meyer was in the college landscape with all of these guys were being recruited. So he kind of has an upper upper hand and really seeing who they were and then being able to observe them. Because he was on, was he on college game day? No, on uh, Fox. Uh, yeah. Okay, on Fox okay Yanko. So to support your hot take, who do the who do the Jaguars take? Man, I think. If you're Urban Meyer. I think someone like Zach Wilson. I think someone like, uh, I mean, I think it'd be too easy to say that, what's his name, Justin Fields, because he, Urban had Justin Fields at, at OSU. He must have at least recruited him. Which is why I think if he doesn't go Lawrence, he goes there. I feel if, if that, like, I don't know. that's exactly Fields. my point. That I don't think, I, I think Trevor Lawrence, by all means and standards, should be the number one. But the fact of the matter is that the Bills, I mean, the Bills, the Bears, it can history tends to repeat itself, and I'm not saying that the Bears are the Jags and the Jags are the Bears, but to say that Trevor Lawrence is number one, 100% the lock, nah, man. 
I think that's a huge hot take because in in my entire lifetime, other than Andrew Luck, I don't think there's a more surefire. It happened number. to Aaron Rodgers. No, I oh, no, dude, no, but, but Aaron Rodgers no. is no way, no, shape, no, or form Trevor yeah. Lawrence. I, no, I but just, the expectancy of supposedly how everything was. He's a he's a Bay Area kid. He's good. He was, you know, I know Alex Smith, but Alex Smith played for Utah. I mean, there was a lot of but like the hype. The hype was not at Trevor. I mean, here yeah. there's not a single fan or analyst or anyone. And and I know you're not even saying that that's gonna happen. You're saying that that could happen, but yes. I just don't think. I really don't like. I would say in my entire lifetime, other than the Andrew Luck pick. I don't think there's ever been a pick as guaranteed as this one. I just, I, I don't. I think Trevor Lawrence is surefire going number one. But I think there's that one percent. I think there's hot that one percent that he doesn't go. Hot take. Well, what was your hot take, Charlie? That Trevor Lawrence isn't the best quarterback in this draft. So it's a long-term hot take, but it's a hot take. Okay, and who would you say would be the the best overall quarterback? Whoever lands in San Francisco, I'm not trying to be Homer. I'm being for real. <laughs> so everything no, that we because, just talked no, no, about no. right now. <laughs> no, and, and no, 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 no. And, and the reason is Jacksonville. I think they're going to blow it. Jets. I think they're going to blow it. Hear, hear me out. If, if they fall under Falcons with with uh, with Smith, who's going there, I, I I'm I'm very curious about who falls there. Other than that, I think every quarterback here is going to fall into a very bad situation. Also, I mentioned it last week though with the Niners, real quick there's a very good chance it could be a bust because there's so much pressure of how many picks were given up to go there that I could see that. But I just think Kyle Shanahan can, can absolutely make any of these quarterbacks Imagine work. the disruption that Trevor will cause if he doesn't go number one. Because yeah, he, already, like, he already said that he didn't want to go to the Jets, right? Yes, he did. So what what do you do? What if Trevor Lawrence falls in the lap of San Francisco? Well, you take him. Of course you do, but... <laughs> They, it, it would be chaos, and I'm always on the side to to observe, sit back with you know a couple of wings and a beer to see chaos on NFL. Now that draft would day. be draft day. That would be the movie draft day if that were to happen. You're an advocate for chaos. That would be nice. Oh, that's, that's okay. So this is my hot take, and this is for the long term. The most lock player to be drafted, uh, Hall of Fame status player that is a Sherlock to work is Kyle Pitts. Hall of Fame already. Kyle Pitts. Wow. Wow. That's that is a hot take because so for the listeners you might say well everybody's already hyping up Kyle Pitts. To say Hall of Famer is a hot take because there is not a single I wouldn't even say Trevor Lawrence and his his whole guarantee of being number I wouldn't even say he'd be Hall of Fame. That's a supernova blue flame hot take. Kyle Pitts if he's used if he's used adequately and he goes to a competent offense, that guy's gonna be a mismatch no matter where you line him up, with who you line him up, it's crazy. And we That's, said he's going he's going to Carolina, right? To Carolina. So Carolina that has Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, uh Anderson, and they got someone else that I'm missing at the, oh no, he's not there anymore. But anyway, Curtis Sandler's gone. They got a lot of options. So, and that's my point. Yeah. Imagine the one-on-ones that he's going to get just with C-Mac. Forget that Robbie Anderson is there. Forget that DJ Moore is there. Just with C-Mac. What does that do? What do you cover? So that elevates Sam Darnold to a different level. Yes, Man. immediately. However, we will only know till like 20 years from now. Because the Hall of Fame class of Kyle Pitts is going to be a long time from now. Anyway, guys, this was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. 
I will see you guys on Thursday. I'll just let this thing go. That's right. Super fun episode. Guys, see you Thursday. Invite your friends. Invite your padres, madres, hijos, hijas. This has been another CYJ podcast. Yep. Laters. <laughs>